Welcome to Wrestling is Hard, where every side is the dark side of the ring. Especially this week, because it's Halloween week and it's freaking spooky. First up, the man who just flew in from Arizona, Brandon. What's up? What's going on, Jim? Got back yesterday, still a little bit jet lag, but uh, we're catching up. Feeling all right. You get today Cut through off some and Undertaker. You to work. Went to work today, so I, yesterday was my day off. Technically, I got in in the morning and then just didn't get up from the couch for about 22 hours until I had to log on this morning. So excellent. So wasn't let's, enough. Though. Let's hear some juice. Let's hear some stories. What'd you end up doing? Did you do anything right, wrong in your little trip to the uh, Southwest? Yeah, I'll give you one of each. I think do what I did right. We did a UTV tour, which was is kind of like a big gator. If you imagine like what they haul players off the field in, in an NFL game, but um, a, little, <clears throat> a little bit faster than that. Took one of those like through the hills. They go like 70 miles an hour. That was pretty fun. It was a little bit reckless because it's one of those things where they just let anybody with a driver's license rent them, and they probably shouldn't <laughs> because you're watching people like almost kill themselves freak out and stop when they're on a 70 degree incline and you're like yo you got to keep moving this thing's going to roll backwards onto our heads so, uh but i would recommend doing that if you go out there regardless that was a ton of fun uh what i would say i did wrong is so like two of my friends i didn't know decided to fly out and surprise me say hey they're joining you on the trip but i, I guess they didn't get in till like midnight saturday night and i'm like of course trying my hardest to ruin it and getting very whiny to my girlfriend going like can we just get the fuck home she's like oh we just got to uber to one more bar and i'm like lady it's it's midnight I, it's 3 a.m our time can we get the fuck out of here so i sit at the bar like kind of grouchy at this point and uh gets shouldered and it's my friend but I, in my head i I turned around and I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill somebody right now. I want to get out of here. And they're like, oh, they're filming me. And they're like, oh, ha, ha, wow, that's a big surprise. And, of course, I had to make it as, as excruciating of an experience for the people trying to surprise me as possible because I wanted to go to bed and I'm a miserable fuck. <laughs> you could have gotten here earlier. Sitting here waiting. You know, it's 4 o'clock in Philly. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Once they showed up, I, I put the happy face on, and I, I generally was, but goddamn, I feel bad for my girlfriend because I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why are we it, still she fucking? Knew, <laughs> she knew what she signed up for. That's the part of a surprise party type thing is that the, the person that's hold, the, the, the surprise holder has to go through hell. That's it. Oh, my God. I had a girlfriend once that just bitched and complained. I took her to all these different weird places for her birthday that only I was interested in. <laughs> and the whole reason I did it was just to agitate her. She was so fucking pissed by the time the surprise happened. But then it was all over. That was me. It was like a, it was about to be a, bl- a sincere blow up about if this went on for another 15 minutes. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next up is the man. The man, the myth, the legend. Chris. Chris, how are you? How's your week? I'm well. My week was good. It was a good week. Did a little, uh, oh, I was, you know, did a little, uh, camping last week. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Went up to, um, promised land state park in Northern PA, Northeastern PA, I guess. Yeah. Northeastern PA and, uh, slept like shit as usual. 
Um, yeah, we went up for the Hunter's Moon. I guess that's what it was. I didn't realize that that's why the trip was scheduled. I just jumped on board. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. The weather was great. Everything was awesome. Coyotes screaming at us at 3 o'clock in the morning or 4 o'clock in the morning. It was pretty fun. Nice. You know, when you're laying in, when you're laying, I'm laying in my sleeping bag. First of all, I can't, I don't know how anyone sleeps in a sleeping bag. Like I unzip it and blanket that shit. I can't do it. I, it's impossible. Chris, if for and, listeners at home that don't know Chris, um, he's a wider man, not fat, yeah. but a, <laughs> a bulky gentleman. Yeah. I'm 5'10 and I'm probably about 5'9 wide. Right. There you go. So, Firefly. uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, I don't. Yeah, I'm sorry. So I don't uh, fit in the sleeping bag too well. So anyway, I'm laying in the sleeping bag, and I air mattress it. I don't do any of that sleeping on a pad. No, that's the move. Once again, 5'10 by 5'10, it's a lot of weight on them bones. Them shoulders don't feel good. So um, I'm all snuggled up in my air mattress, and I and my head's kind of like, oh, snuggled up, and I can hear the coyotes, like, wake me up howling. And I kind of like look outside my sleeping bag and the person that I was with was staring at me with a big smile on his face. Like, like, you hear that too? You guys are in different, are you guys in different tents? No, we're in the same tent. Gotcha. But uh, you could tell, you could tell that they're like the way that the, the one campground that we went to that camping area up there is on a point. It's this very thin peninsula that goes out into the lake. And you can tell, like, the lake is, if I'm laying in the sleeping bag, the lake is to my left, and it's a pretty big lake. And you can tell they were way on the other side of it from the sound of it. But still, it's disheartening. And I, I said the next day, I was like, you know, it's funny how much a chipmunk scurrying through the leaves at 2 in the morning sounds like a bear rooting through your camp at 2 in the morning. It's like <laughs> laying in there like, did I put all the food in the truck? But, uh, yeah, we had a good time. Um, had a decent weekend. Um, that's about it. Brandon, did you see any coyotes in Arizona? I didn't, no. A couple rattlesnakes, but no uh, no coyotes. I've been up there to Promised Land State Park, though, and that's real, like, state game lands. There's, I've had bears come, you know, within feet of me. Uh, one time, I think I was up there, I was, like, 18 years old, and a friend of mine had... There's like one little neighborhood in that state park and it's right up against, you know, acres and acres of state game land. So we had the idea at like 1 a.m. You're like, let's go out with our flashlights, walk into the woods like 10 feet and, you know, see if we see anything. And we get out there and there's a bobcat like you just see two cat eyes, probably 50, 60 feet away. And my friend with the flashlights like flips it off, flips it back on three seconds later. Now it's 20 feet away. It's like. And a heartbeat has moved in on us. So we all turn around and bolt back towards the house. And like a, the Escape the Undertaker movie or fucking cartoon, one friend immediately steps in a pothole, buckles, flashlight goes rolling, is just laying. <laughs> it's just like the total survival of the fittest. Like, thank God one of us went down and instantly. Now he's. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the old I don't have to run fast, I just have to run faster than you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. And well, that's always the thing I do whenever I have to like, so my move is, is always to either the couple days leading up or even the day of is to save Gatorade bottles. So in the middle of the night, I never have to leave the tent. I stay <laughs> inside the tent the whole time. I, I've perfected pissing from my knees. Okay. Um, but after that, now we're both up and 
we're like just talking and we're laughing and whatever, you know, whatever. And now it, I, it, the guy I was with goes, uh, you got a piss? So I was like, yeah, I do. He says, well, we're going out together because we're not getting bum rushed. So he's out there like this is going to help. I got I got I got my joint in one hand and a a giant Bowie knife in the other. And he's the same thing, but he's got an axe like this is going to help us at all. You chop your own dicks (laughs) off, probably. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So but it was the last time we were going to be able to go. I I haven't gone in a while. And it's the last time we were going to be able to go for like, you know, probably until next year. Uh, We're a big I'm a big fan of going in the dead of winter because nobody's there. Mm hmm. And I was really surprised. Like you said, I didn't realize how much it butted up the state game land because when you go up the promised land, you drive, you're just driving down a highway and the highway basically says you're in the park and you know, you make a right, you follow the signs to where you need to go. And as I'm driving down this windy road and you know, there's a lot of people, there's a decent amount of people up there, but there are people pulled over walking out into the woods with shotguns. Now I've seen this a million times. It wasn't like it was nothing I've ever seen before, but I didn't realize that you could hunt up there. You know, I guess you just have to be a certain distance and you can't be, you have to be facing a certain direction. It's like, so whatever their hunting rules are. But, um, I think we may have in the morning. I don't know when it was at one point you heard a couple gunshots going off, you know? So I heard up there. I heard gunshots going off camping out back of a shopping center once. So. (laughs) (laughs) I know what shopping center was too. Chris, are you worried that they're going to start hunting the world's most dangerous game, man? No. And you're the prey? No. I don't know how somebody doesn't Dick Cheney somebody else up there all the time with (laughs) the amount of people just wandering around up there with, with shotguns looking for shit to shoot that aren't that smart. Well, here's the thing. I, I I think that for number one, I think that the, the number of hunters that actually know what they're doing versus ones that absolutely don't, I think it's way, there's a big gap, right? Most hunters know what the fuck they're doing. If you ever look into that Dick Cheney story, I mean, it was just straight up like, Hey, how you doing? (laughs) Busted a cap in the guy's face. It wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, hunting accident. It was just like, derp. Alec Baldwin shots. Oh. Yeah. I, I can see one more picture of him with the mask. It looks like a cup of coffee in his hand. I can't. I can't. I can't watch TV it. anymore. Yeah. TV. It comes from TV. Yeah. Him I'm, crying. I didn't see any of this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're, the headline you're smart enough. like, yeah, I'll wait until the real story comes out. I'm not jumping yeah, to conclusions. You're, you're smart enough to, uh, to uh, not watch... News. I was watching NHK and I was watching old people die though. In yeah, well, that's different news though. That's you know, I mean, I watched that through the whole Fukushima incident. Yeah. That's all that was on to the point I had to turn it off. I was like, I can't deal with this anymore. It's still a big thing in Japan because there there was a whole I don't know month of special reports because of the the ten year anniversary. Oh, that's fucking Fukushima is haunting people. That whole area. Yes, it's still and <sighs> it's crazy. Oh, by the way, I'm Jim. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard number four wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. Brandon, I know you're out of town, so nobody's going to expect you to know all of the shit that's going down. But you just chime in if you caught any of the hot news coming out of the professional wrestling world. You got it. I, I didn't watch any G1, but we were able to uh, cram the rest of it in here. So Good, because there's something on this list that I didn't watch. So <laughs> we'll talk about it in a minute. 
First up, G1 Finals happened. New Japan, G1 Climax, number 31, happened. Semifinal, good match. Okada versus uh, uh, Corner on the Cobb, Jeff Cobb. Pretty good match, fun. Jeff Cobb, uh, as we predicted, would lose. So we get Okada versus Ibushi in the final. Entertaining match for 25 minutes until good old Kota Ibushi fucks his shoulder all up in a absolutely fucking terrifying scene with young lions surrounding him while Okada is directing the young lions to block people from taking pictures and shit. And uh, G, let's go out on a limb and say G1. <laughs> this G1 climax hasn't been great. <laughs> There's been a lot of shit going on. It started off with Naito getting hurt. It ends with Ibushi getting hurt. Two of your bigger stars. Uh, New Japan's having a little hard time digging itself out of this uh, COVID fucking thing that they're in. Chris, you watch this, right? Go ahead, Brandon. I'm sorry. I just said they can't catch a break, man. No. Yeah. I think it comes out that he had a shoulder separation. They're saying two months he'll be back, Ibushi, but let him stay out, man. He he rushed back from fucking walking pneumonia. He comes into this. Doesn't look great. He looks good. Then he gets hurt. Chris, go ahead. You watch? Yeah, I did watch. Um, We had a conversation last week about how terrifying I find Kota Ibushi. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I watch Kota Ibushi matches, even when he's not getting hurt. I watch Kota Ibushi matches like you would watch a horror movie. You know what I mean? Like, through, I'm looking through my fingers like, oh, my God. Uh. And uh, that he went for that um, that Phoenix, splash he does. Phoenix splash, yeah. Phoenix splash he does off the top rope. And as soon as he hit the ground, I thought he busted his head on the ground. Hmm. Like, the way he landed, he just looked so bad. Um. Yeah, and it was a bummer because that match was really starting to ramp up. Yeah. And, you know, it was getting to that that time. New Japan, it's almost a formula where it's like it's like the slow road till you get to this like this this one specific time in the match and then all of a sudden the shit hits the fan and we were just about to get there. We were just we were kind of there already. And this happens. So, yeah, not good. I mean, look, the 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 worst part of it is over. I don't know. I don't want to say over, but the biggest problem that they had in the last year with the COVID incident, all the COVID stuff with everybody had is kind of winding down. I guess you could say they got fans, they have all this, you know, whatever, but they get enough talent on that roster that the two, those uh, Kota Bushi and Naito, you know, you can do things like showcase Zack Sabre Jr. a little bit more and his personality, which is great. You know, Jeff Cobb, guys like that. Right. And they'll lean on Osprey, which will piss us off to no end, but they're going to end up doing it. Well, he's still not in Japan yet, but oh, only, he's not. it's okay. only a matter of time. Um, so, uh, okay. So coming out of this, Okada wins. Uh, he tells Ibushi, he's like, uh, yeah, we're, um, we'll fight again. Don't worry about it. Um, but then in the next day in the press conference, they always have a press conference at G1. The next day is a press conference, and Okada says, I don't want the contract. I'm not going to carry around the suitcase. Give me the old belt. I'm going to carry that around instead of the briefcase. So he's co- he's walking around in matches with the old belt, the belt before the version 5. They call that the version 4. He's walking around with that. That's now his briefcase to challenge for the G1, or not the G1, the um, IWGP heavyweight title at Wrestle Kingdom. So you got Okada walking around with this belt. You've got Shingo, who's the champ. You've got Osprey walking around with a fake version of Shingo's belt, saying that he's the real champ. 
what the fuck is going? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is going on with this company. Chris, thoughts? Well, first of all, I, I have to. I think I have to correct you, or just say that your explanation of what Okada said was way oversimplified. Because I still haven't been able to figure out what the hell he was talking about. He wasn't going to be the champion, but that was the real championship because Kota couldn't change the championship. So I'll take this championship because I'm the real champion because that's not the real belt. And I'll have this and I'll carry this because I don't want the briefcase. And then I'll wrestle Kota when he comes back. And it was just like, and if you watch. <laughs> Chris froze. Do you freeze on your side, Brandon? Yeah, we lost Chris here lost for a Chris. minute. They, his computer trying to process <laughs> Okada's rant just melted his. Hey, <laughs> is he back? I just heard him. All that, all that explaining, all that, all that explaining I was doing just shut my computer off. <laughs> Skype You're... got confused by the uh, by the uh, explanation. Okada's Okada's desire, his plans with the new title. You're, Sorry about you, that. Your picture is still frozen, but it's all good. Um, Brandon, go ahead. I'd, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. Oh, mind you, um, yeah, when Ibushi decided he wanted to become God and combine the Intercontinental and the uh, IWGP Heavyweight Championship, Okada at that time was like, no, no, I don't, I'm not acknowledging this. What the fuck is it with Okada? He doesn't give a shit. He's just like, yeah, I'm still the champion. No, I didn't win shit. There you go, Chris. You're caught up. Yeah, Brandon. Okay. Back. I don't know, mate. Yeah, it's it's tough to even figure out where the fuck they're going to go with this. They're spread so thin. They kind of over index their top guys there and they, they keep paying for it. Uh, so that's unfortunate. I'm still confused about what's going on with uh, what Chris was trying to explain uh, to the point where he meant it is melted his Intel processor, just trying to get it out to them, to the masses. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm we keep trying to give New Japan like a, a pass on all this shit, but damn, it's going on for a long time. I'm uh, losing some interest. You just can't help it after a certain amount of time. You're like, this shit just keeps kind of stinking. So, but Okada being back the way he is, probably a smart move for them. Yeah. So, also, um, I don't know if you heard this. The internet was on fire. So they come back from intermission, 15 minute intermission. They're cleaning the ring, hosing it off, because all the cum. They clean it all out. Zack Sabre Jr. comes to the ring. He's wearing his, like, practice boots on. He's got white shorts on, his white jacket. He's not supposed to be on the card. Music hits. The guitar riffs hit. Katsuyori Shibata comes to the ring. The crowd absolutely gasps in shock. I sh I was absolutely shocked. I'm thinking he's just doing a promo or maybe some kind of promotion to get to Wrestle Kingdom. Then the announcer announces five-minute UWF rules match. Katsuyori Shibata versus Zack Sabre is happening right now. Holy shit, this is some big fucking news. For as bad as G1 Climax was and how not great this card was for the G1 final, this is massive fucking news. Brandon, go ahead. I'll let you go. So it was a it was a five minute match and what uh what does UWF rules entail that that uh knockout submission uh I guess it it depends on what who's this one I believe it was submission only gotcha yeah 
So, yeah, just submission grappling match. Good, right. good for them. I mean, this is the type of stuff that you, you know, you would like to have up your sleeve when everything goes wrong. At least you can get the, a pop off someone like Shibata coming back. So, Chris, what'd you think? I was stoked. This was great. Two of my favorite wrestlers that they have. Uh, you know, Shibata hasn't wrestled in years. Um, I saw him wrestle. Uh, and he's awesome. Uh, I met him. He actually smiles in real life. And uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, hopefully he, I mean, I, I think he made a claim that he was going to come back to in-ring action. Yeah, so yeah. hopefully we get to see him and hopefully he doesn't think it's a good idea to legit smash his head in other human beings anymore. Now, if listeners don't know what happened to Shibata, he was in a, he was in a match. It wasn't a G1 match. It was a summertime match. It was against Okada in, I don't know how many years ago it was. Four years ago, something like that. Probably four. Yeah, three and or four. They did this like shoot headbutts, fucking thing during the, the match was fucking spectacular. If you go back and watch it, I I say anybody go back and watch it. It's, but Shibata ended up having some kind of aneurysm of some sort, brain bleeding, and he had to retire. Uh, it was fucking terrifying because he was bleeding from his forehead, and then it comes out that that injury caused the internal injury. It is a great match. <laughs> the match is fucking spectacular. But he's been out of action. He did a little tease where when Kenta first came back and turned heel, he came into the ring and he attacked Kenta, which was fucking awesome, too. And you thought he'd be back, but he's been gone. He's been training in the La Dojo, as um, the L.A. Dojo, as Naito calls the La Dojo. And... Uh, he announces he's in this match. He picks Zack Zach Sabre Jr. Apparently, the only people in the building that knew that this match was happening was Zack, a couple of guys in management, and the ring announcer. The referee didn't even know. Apparently, they kept this from everybody. This is a big fucking secret. Then he says he's gonna, he's gonna, um, he's gonna wrestle. And this is a fucking big deal for big fans, longtime fans of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Brandon, good. No, I think you covered it, man. I don't have, I don't have too much else on that. I'm excited to watch him because yeah, I've, you've been listening for a while. You probably know, like, hey, Jimmy got me into this like three years ago, so I missed the end of some of these guys' careers, and I'm picking them back up after the fact. They were they weren't uh, parts of the live action when I was keeping up with it week over week, month over month. So uh, good for them because, like, I just spoke about not too much else really, you know, keeping me checking up what's going on, despite the fact that I'm obligated for. Um, our weekly meetup. Right. <laughs> uh, Chris, I got to ask you, like, this is a big deal and I'd like to touch on it. Um, if, if this is true, if Shibata says I'm going to wrestle and I'm assuming his next big match would be Wrestle Kingdom, they're not going to waste him ahead of time. Who do we got? Who's he facing at Wrestle Kingdom? Kenta has been teasing that he wants the U.S. title and, uh, he wants to, and Tanahashi has the U.S. title. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, um, let me just put out, let me put out my idea. So I think Kenta beats Tanahashi for the U.S. title. We get Shibata challenges Kenta. It's a feud that's already was left hanging out there. What? Kenta versus Shibata, or Shibata versus Kenta for the U.S. title. Then Shibata goes back to the United States and works strong which is what he's been doing. He's been training over there. Go ahead. Yeah, that makes sense. They're not going to rip him out of, of just rip him out of uh, new Japan strong. 
because he's the head guy at the dojo in L.A. and La Dojo. <clears throat> so I don't know if they're just going to be like, OK, you're here now. Uh, he also may not be a full time performer. And uh, I was thinking about Kenta. And then I remembered but that I, I, I kind of backed off it if he was going to wrestle for the U.S. title, because that mean Wrestle Kingdom. But then I just realized Wrestle Kingdom's three nights, three nights. Yes. So I could see him winning it and then fighting uh, Shibata and losing it immediately. That's good. That would be great for Kenta's character. Yes. To win the U.S. title and then immediately lose it. And also be a total shitbag against Shibata in that match. Yeah. He just gets the yeah, that would that would be great for his character. So I could see it. And then he brings that back to the U.S. I'm into that. So, I yeah. think that's the makes sense. And then Shibata doesn't have to wrestle that often. No. He can pop up. He wants to get mainstream. They can have him pop up on AEW every once in a while if he's in the U.S. Just think about this. Shibata versus Danny Bryant. Bryant yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, uh, fuck. Shibata versus CM Punk. No. Shibata versus Mox. Yes. I'm into it. I'm into all Shibata versus Kenny Omega. No. No, thank you. Shibata versus Junglist Boy. The Junglist Boy. Yes. (laughs) Brandon, does that excite you at all besides Jungle Boy? Yeah, Brian Danielson was the first one that came to mind. I could see that being huge, like. Uh, not main event, but like a side spectacle to the title picture that's going on. It'd be amazing if we get like Shibata versus Kenta in Wrestle Kingdom Night One, and in Wrestle Kingdom Night Three, we get Shibata versus Brian Danielson. I think we're getting Brian Danielson at Wrestle Kingdom for sure. Yeah, I would like to ask what leads you to think that. What what leads me to think that Danielson? Yeah, Bryan's... like what what yeah, just I just you know something obviously three nights. Your mind. You're working with the company, a man who really wants to work with the company. The okay. borders are now open between both com- countries. It makes sense. He's he's vaccinated. Protocols quicker if you're vaccinated. I think mm-hmm. that he goes over there and he wrestles. I I think it'd be huge. I think we talked about when Daniel Bryan first or Brian Danielson first signed with AEW and it got announced with AEW. I had mentioned that I think for sure that he'll be at Wrestle Kingdom, but then he won't be used much in New Japan, but I think he'll be in next year's G1. I think it'd be a huge match, and that's something that people will travel from the United States to see, is Brian Danielson versus uh, Katsuyori Shibata. I believe he said when he signed with AEW that that was one of the reasons was because he wants to do other things like that and have spectacle matches uh, given the state of new Japan's roster right now, I could see this being a perfect time to kick that off at wrestle kingdom. That'd be amazing. Oh my God. I wish I could go. I ain't got no money. <laughs> I'm just crying about money. All right, let's move on. Any final thoughts on the uh, G1 climax and how uh, it was a fucking disaster except for Shibata. Brandon. No, I mean, we had been talking about doing like a recap top five matches. It's kind of just the time has passed and it sounds like it might not be worth it at this point. So now let's pretend that this year didn't happen and let's just wait for next year. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, let's move on. It's it's funny. I guess. Sorry. One final thing. No, it's funny. Like when we started doing this, I think we had talked about it right after last G1. And I envisioned this being like one of the major things that we got into. And we kind of just fucked off and like worked around it because right. AEW's gotten so goofy. <laughs> Well, one of the problems is just that New Japan hasn't been as quick to to rebound from COVID. They will. Numbers came out at their uh, they came out with um, shareholder numbers, Bushi Road, and between they they incorporate part of their entertainment brands. Bushi Road, if you don't know, is like a big gaming 
that like mobile gaming. That's where they make all their money. So part of the they've grouped together Stardom. They own Stardom. And they also own New Japan Pro Wrestling. And you know you suspect that they're having more shows through the year with less attendance and spreading it out to make up for the fact that they can't have big shows. And they came out and between the two companies, they've got massive um, since January 1st, they've had like a huge uptick in subscriptions to the world services. I think they have a hundred thousand or a hundred thousand, like around a hundred thousand subscriptions to new Japan world, which is a big jump from like the year before, but they're only, they're basically break even right now. So their plan to make it through COVID is working by having more ma- more shows, less important shows throughout the entire year. But it has kind of watered everything down and watered down the importance of everything. But at the same time, they have broken even. So it makes sense that this year hasn't been great. It totally does. Brandon, go ahead. You're a, a businessman. Thoughts? <laughs> That's so sorry. Someone's moving in the back. That's great that they're break even. Honestly, the fact that is how much worse could things possibly go? And the fact that they're in a sustainable uh, business operating state right now, thank God I was, you know, I thought it was going to be a lot worse. So uh, I actually think that's pretty encouraging. I think they made like $60,000 a year or something like that. It's pretty much break even. Yeah. If you, all you can do is just ask for another shot when things are this shitty, you would take that. Chris, any thoughts on that? No, I mean, you know, it makes perfect sense. Just get through it. And they got through it. Well, they're almost through it. So, but like you said, everything was kind of like, they they may have been better served and just charge people to go watch everybody like, hey, and come to the ring at this time, Hiroshi Tanahashi. And wave. Oh, we saw Tanahashi. And then the next guy comes out and just not have him wrestle. Holy shit. Was was it this year with the the, uh, earthquake show? Was that 2021? Yeah. I think so. I think it was yeah. the beginning of this year. It's yeah. the end of the it, We're in October. So, yeah, we're almost in November. Yeah. Because we yeah, definitely talked about it. We only started this in December. So. Yeah. Yeah, that was, was the uh, where the people were, where they were waving to people and taking pictures because there was an earthquake and they had to wait for the all clear before they can continue. Yeah. <laughs> like, what a year, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I distinctively remember someone in this podcast mocking the people running for their lives out of the building. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like cowards. They, they were clawing <laughs> other people's eyeballs. Save yourself. All right, let's move on. Speaking of saving yourselves, I saved myself from watching Dark Side of the Ring. I didn't watch it. Did you guys watch it? Did you watch it? Brandon, did you watch? Yeah, I watched it. Mind you, I'm going to use this as an excuse. I don't have it on my cable. And I was cleaning an ice machine today. Usually on Tuesday, I would catch up on Dark Side of the Ring. Instead, I smell like bleach and cleaners. So this is a sacrifice I make for I don't know who. I'm making myself a martyr. All right, Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, what was the topic? I have no idea. I don't remember. It was like XPW uh, it was or something. XPW. Okay. Um, and it. Uh, I don't even know how. Chris, to, Chris, you can lead you off, go. and I'll just chime in if I have questions. Go ahead. Okay, so um, I don't even know how because I'm not used to steering the conversation. So I'll just kind of give you a rundown of what I remember. Um, porn, porn producer opens wrestling federation on the West coast to be the West coast equivalent of ECW. And it's a really weird scummy piece of shit that, um, that 
how do I even say this? So he's he's doing wrestling. Then he hires New Jack. He's got new. Well, he hires all the ECW guys after ECW kind of shuts down. It gets bought out by WWE. Whatever happened with them. Um, so he ends up with Sabu and he ends up with New Jack and you end up with a situation where people are just trying to, to top the people, uh, you know, like the, the match before them. So, you know, you go through a table, I go through a, I go through a, uh, lawnmower and then the next guy gets power bombed on the actual dynamite. And then the next guy gets powered into the, you know, engine of a nuclear sub and then, you know, whatever. And then on the <laughs> warhead and then whatever, you know, like whatever stupid shit that you're probably not going to survive. And this is where the the um, this is the Federation, for lack of a better way to put it, what that New Jack pulled his premeditated uh, attempted murder that he is kind of. I hope this is the last side the season of Dark Side of the Ring, uh, because I did not. I never watched that New Jack one. Yeah, you did. Uh, did we? Uh, I don't remember. Maybe I. Talk, I, I we had to have talked yeah, about it. Talked right? We just watched so maybe much of it. Yeah. It. We may not have been talking about it at that point. I think we uh, weren't actually talking about Dark Side. We didn't start doing that till this season. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. We, right. We, so we were just talking between ourselves. But I've never watched. I that. I think when New Jack Brandon died. Did. Sorry, I thought oh. that might have been it. Yes, that's that is when New Jack died and everybody was saying what a great person he was. That's right. So, so uh, eventually, what happens is he's doing wrestling. He uh, there was. Do you remember the name? Who's of doing the, wrestling? What are you talking about? The XBW guy, whatever oh, the hell his name was. Pornman. His name's Rob Black. This Rob fuck. Black. Now Blackman. Steve Blackman. So Brandon, what was the name of the the hardcore wrestler that they were all idolizing? Do you remember? It was the Messiah? one Messiah? No, not oh, Messiah. Oh. Uh, chaos, maybe? Fuck, no, not like Chaos. That. It was some very chubby dude. He was oh, like a legend like... of of hardcore wrestling. What? Who gets? He had a he had one name. His name was. Hold on, one of us will look it up. Keep talking. So anyway. Once again, proving that, you know, if you want to be a wrestler, Dante, and you're no, and you're in crap shape and you're hideous, be a hardcore wrestler and people mm. will love you. Um, but yeah, so anyway, it culminates in, I have no idea who this person is. Keep going. I can't remember his name either, but it culminates in, um, in Luke Hawks telling the story of how he was, wrestling against somebody who was going to take a chair shot and he did the you know stick your hand up Mm -hmm. like you're supposed to do he comes in the back he gets torn up by pornman uh for putting his hand up not not uh not taking the chair shot directly to the top of his head okay he's then told by jerry lynn who's working with him at the time no fuck that guy he did the right thing that's how you're supposed to take a chair shot uh, and then in the next show, he wrestles this hardcore legend whose name escapes me. Necro Butcher? No. And he. Dude, I think it's Chaos. It isn't Chaos. Chaos is one of the guys there, but it's not him. It's not it Chaos. It's Chaos's uncle. Chaos's and, uh, uncle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why don't you just type list no, of. No, no, no. This is more fun. Go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. So anyway, Chaos's uncle. They do an angle where Chaos's uncle handcuffs Luke Hawks, and while he can't, his hands are trapped. He repeated under orders from Pornman, 
repeatedly <laughs> smashes a chair over this guy's head to punish him for putting his hand up to block a chair shot. Um, it's really gross. Uh, Pornman eventually I makes porn. Chaos Uncle. <laughs> I, and there's I all these know. weird pictures. I don't know what the fuck this is. Go ahead, continue. I'm sorry. So anyway, he um, he gets himself in trouble. He's Supreme. Still, Supreme was his name. Bingo. That was cool. That's he was the he was the predecessor to all the uh, overpriced, really weird people that collect clothing. Ooh, like the clothing line <laughs> with the Supreme on it okay. and everything. Hey, buy this lighter. It says Supreme. It's eight hundred dollars. So um, yeah. So anyway, he gets into a bid. Bornman gets into a beef with the federal government because he makes porn about a woman who's of age, but she's pretending to be a 13 year old girl who gets kidnapped, molested, raped, beaten and murdered at the end of the porn. Mm. Um, He gets uh, ends up getting fighting the federal government on it, ends up doing a bunch of years in jail, won't do any interviews about it. Uh, One of the guys that was working for him, that was the Messiah. Uh, he quit, and when he fa- when when Portman found out that he banged his wife, uh, allegedly had guys go over. They cut his thumb off. It's it's a disaster. And the most egregious <laughs> part of this episode of Dark Side of the Ring, the Tommy Dreamer useless slob award this this week. Yes. A lot of people could. That's what I was waiting week. for. The Tommy Dreamer Useless Slob Award this week goes to the fucking producers of Dark Side of the Ring for putting in in memory of New Jack fucking thing at the end of the show like he was remotely fucking human. Him talking about him talking about uh, premeditated attempted murder on throwing that guy off the fucking stun gunning him and throwing him off the scaffold. He's tough. Yeah, I did it. It's tough. Yeah. Uh-huh. Got to prove it in this fake fake fighting world. You have to prove yep. how tough you are. Yep. Can't just be an, you're an actor that does flips. And I respect No, I don't respect anybody. Oh, by the way, uh, Brent, uh uh Damian 666 was in this group. XPW. Was he uh, they never in? showed him. Oh, they never the showed Damian 666. So that would have been high that would have been at least I remember, I'll never forget the first time I ever saw Damien 666 yeah. on AAA, and yeah. I almost died. So I'm not going <laughs> to. Let me, let me read this last match. Okay, the final match of an XPW show. It was Damien 666, Bistia 666, Halloween, and X-Fly. They beat oh, Carnage, yeah. Johnny Webb, Chaos, and Supreme. Yeah, Supreme was... Uh, Quite the grotesque. I'm trying to see Let who me just Halloween was. Oh, okay. I saw... Remember when I... Okay. So, for a while there, I got free um, Spanish-speaking television for like a week. And I got Azteca television. And I think CMLL was on. And Chris was... I was texting Chris and telling him to put it on. I think you were working at the time. And it was a bunch of fat men in monster masks... <laughs> That all kind of looked like La Parca. And I was sitting on my floor, cross-legged, laughing hysterically, crying in tears at these fat men. And two of the fat men were Bestia666 and Halloween. <laughs> I just sent you guys a picture. Is this Damien666? Yeah. If he has a 666 in his forehead, then yes. 
Brandon, your thoughts on this episode that I did not watch. That's him, Damien666. Excellent job, Chris. Honestly, covered almost the entire thing. This It's just about if every business that's made a penny, there's an offshoot that thinks they can do it, especially in the early 2000s, more extreme. So this is, hey, ECW made money. Let's do the same thing, but even worse, which is just a horrendous idea in hindsight. A uh, couple things you didn't mention. Rob Black now runs a cheeseburger stand, which with his family, which they show, which they show at the end what it looks like. It's pretty pretty grim. Uh, one unique thing in this episode, usually when you watch Dark Side of the Ring, you see an alive guy talking about how he beat a dead guy's ass. Yeah. This time we, we get a dead guy talking about how he beat an alive guy's ass. Cause <laughs> new, they, they, they knew they interviewed new Jack a second time about this inf- incident. He's wearing a different outfit. He's now dead. Vic Grimes is still with us. So that's, that's probably the only first for this episode. And then you just get like 10 minutes of uh, some of the least interesting television you could possibly watch, which is like creepy, hardcore porn guy talking about how he's going to stand up for everyone's first amendment rights because that's what making creepy hardcore pedophilic pee porn is and it's just like oh god that's the least interesting person you can imagine yeah let me let me just if i may add he was attempting to be his generation's larry flint yes and um all of both of them were scumbags larry flint wasn't much better janet romano was his wife A.K.A. Lizzie, porn star Lizzie Borden. Lizzie Borden, yeah. Uh, the film, the movie is Forced Entry. It's called. If you're interested. Anybody interested? Hold on. What was click. the, uh... If I click, hold on, if I click on the Wikipedia link, if I go on the list. Yeah, I think so. I think the cops are outside your house. They're waiting. They're, as soon as you hit that link, they're going to pull up. It's loosely, one film. it's loosely based on the crimes of California serial killer Richard Ramirez. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Brandon. That makes it better. The one, the one uh, porn film that they did show in this was called Fossils. Was it old people? Yeah, it's <laughs> just like it's just like eighty-year-old women in lingerie on the cover of it. So this was this was the type of content that was uh, getting put out alongside XPW here. All right, I'm going to go through the um, the cast of the now infamous forced entry. We got Jewel Denial. Let me know if you recognize any of these names. Taylor St. Clair. There's a lot of St. Clairs in porn, so I don't know. Veronica Kane. Alexandra Quinn. Michael Stefano. Mikey G. Brian Shorewood. Oh. Dick's hard. Oh, he's hard. Valentino. For sure. Robert Zakari as Roberto Negro. We got Angel, Mr. Vegas. Pete Malloy. Wanker Wang. Dr. Jekyll. Oh, I know Wanker Wang. <laughs> Evil Merchant. These are names. Derek Newblood. Saivia. Saivia. Doomhammer. That guy's got a big nice. dick. Smiley Johnson. The Rawhide Kid. Rod Fantana. Mr. Pete. X-Man, Jugs, <laughs> and Tony Tedeschi, who I actually think I know Tony Tedeschi. He's like a skinny porn guy. Ugh. Well, there you go. <laughs> Any final Terrible. thoughts on XPW, which I did not 
Yeah, I do have if a those, thought. If those could have been their wrestling names, too, I could see Doomhammer going against Chaos and Supreme. Mm. What do you got, Chris? Wanker Wang. Good. Final thought is uh, I hope this is the last Dark Side of the Ring. We have one more. Oh, yes. The steroid trial. That's the, that's this week. Are you excited about that? You think they're going to, like, cast any new light on the things we already know? That The story that they've told a billion times 100,000 no. times? The no. show is like we will, the shark. We will get the uh, the um, the added treat of seeing Vince McMahon in his, in his neck brace. Neck brace, yes. He'll be in his neck brace the whole I time. I hope we get nails on the stand, too, because apparently he was pretty amazing on the stand. Hopefully we'll get him in real life. Yeah. What's Nails' real name? I wonder what Nails' real name is. His name is Kevin Wachholes. Wachholes. Kevin Wachholes. His name is Nail Nails. His name is Nails. 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 His name is last name, first name Finger, last name Nails. <laughs> That's disgusting. All right, next up. AW. All right, let's talk about a little something. All right. Before we even jump into anything. Last week I uh, sent you guys a little video from AW Dark of, a, oh. of an eight man match, eight person match, six person match. Where Red Velvet almost fucking killed herself again, doing a Spanish fly and landing on her chest with her neck back. So much of the Diamante, like, shoved her off. Also, this week on, I believe on, yeah, it was on Dynamite. Lance Archer, a man who's six foot five and shouldn't be doing moonsaults, lands on his fucking head. A.W., why are you trying to kill each other? I don't get it. You're killing yourselves. What's going on? Brandon, thoughts? Lance Archer listed six foot eight, gigantic. That's a big dude. He was a former, um, he was a big time former uh, football quarterback prospect. NFL. Yeah, just horrifying, man. I saw that and and wince, and it's right away when the episode starts. It kind of takes you out, takes you out of it. Um, you know, one thing I wanted to bring up about this is. Poor Tony Nice, who <laughs> AEW <laughs> AEW uh, never does this thing when they're like looking at bringing wrestlers in, where they'll have them sit in the audience and cut to them during the show. Tony Nice of 205 Live fame, I think it's the only time I've seen him. Looks like a guy where, uh, you know, in, in your professional career, time and place has got to co- break your way a few times to succeed. looks like it's really never worked out that way for Tony Nese. And boy, did it happen again here? Cause they right, a- right after you're talking two seconds after Lance Archer apparently looks like he breaks his neck. Brains they cut, himself. Yeah. They, they cut, they cut to Tony Nese and he's just has to make these weird, like wincing and like frowning reactions. Yes, this not, is I'm, the, I'm thinking, Oh, by the way, I might sign. Him. Yeah. Uh, this seems like a good place to go. A man just tried to kill himself in the ring by rolling onto his own head. Mm-hmm. His first 10 seconds of AEW airtime is him live reacting to Lance Archer braining himself and being like, oh, Tony Nese is in the crowd tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough break. Okay, Chris, your turn. It makes no – it made no impression on me whatsoever. What's that? That Are Tony Nese trying to kill himself? Crowd. No, I, I – 
who gives a shit? They're all trying to kill themselves anymore. I don't fucking get it. <laughs> I mean, really, man. It's just like they called you know, him up. They were called him hot pro, or hot free agent. Nobody the, gives a nobody, nobody gives a fucking about cares about that dude. Nobody fucking cares about. Him. And look, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like they were talking about Buddy Murphy, right? Mm-hmm. Like Buddy Murphy's a really good worker, no doubt. Like I'm not knocking Buddy Murphy, but if Buddy Murphy never came back, would anybody fucking miss him? Yeah, oh, you missed the news that he's he's New Japan bound. Oh, is he? Yeah, New he Japan strong. Okada, or, so that's what or, we're getting. Okay, but but you understand what I mean though. Like even if he didn't sign with anybody, would there be everybody clamoring in, in in a year? Would people be like, "Where's Buddy Murphy?" We don't give a shit. No, nobody cares. And nobody cares about Tony Nice. You know, I, Tony Khan over the last like month. Is has the, like he's given out this impression that every decision he makes is absolutely fucking brilliant, and you know it's it's not this That's nobody gives a sh- nobody gives a shit like this is not something you spend money on. Wrestling is a fucking variety show, and yeah. not all things are going to hit. Right, some of it's not going to be good, and a lot right. of this ain't good. These people right. going out there and trying to kill themselves is fucking ridiculous. Why I don't understand why. And Miss Red Velvet. She's out there once, like, three times a month trying to fucking die. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. When you watch, when you watch Red Velvet, I'm going to skip ahead because we're going to talk about the show later. But at one point during the show, this one of the two shows this week, I think it was Dynamite, she came running to the ring to make a save. Yeah, she saved when Ruby she, Soho. Okay, that's right. When she we're going to talk about, we'll talk about the TBS tournament well, in a second, but go ahead, go ahead. Well, let me just, finish, let me just make a point on this with, with her. Just her running. Is like, oh no, <laughs> like she, she is. I'm gonna say it. I said it before. She is that time you and I watched SmackDown and we saw Rosa for the first time. Yes. And we were like, what? <laughs> Why? Like what? Some things. It's almost like I always say this. It's like an alien. Never like we're going to put we're going to make a wrestle. We're going to watch wrestling. And it's the Seinfeld script that was the computer created. Remember that you guys sent that to me. Yes. When I see Red Velvet, that's what I see. It's like a computer was like, this is what a wrestler does. And then she comes out like she's moving all wrong. She just is so forcing everything. Oh, God. Slow down, man. Brandon got thoughts about Red Velvet and her trying to kill herself. Will we see Red Velvet die in the ring? That's a legitimate question. She's she does move like a like bugged WWE 2K21 character sprinting around there. Arms no, like flailing all over the place. She floats. I, I agree the with ring. you guys. I didn't bring it up because I give a shit about them, but I'm just laughing at the. You know what's his face is Tony sitting there and they're going, Tony, we're going to cut to you in eight. Seven, six, five, four, three, and Lance Archer's paralyzed. Two, one, and then he he just has to sit there and make like diarrhea faces to make sure. That, well, he's not sure if someone's dead. This is like this is the type of production that we're getting out of this show. Oh my God. Now, I'm, uh, let me just ask you real quick because I'm going to be honest with you. I remember you sent me this video. I really want to see this video. I can't find where you sent it, but it was because I think I got. I got caught up in something else ridiculous she sent me, and I wasn't sure if it was on Instagram or if it was on a text message. Hold on. Are you looking for the Red Velvet vid? Yeah, the Red Velvet. There was a reason why I didn't watch it, and I can't remember what the hell it was. <laughs> I'm going to try to find it. It was before last week's episode. I forgot it. 
Oh, okay. here it is. Right. No, no, there no, no, no. I'll, I'll, if it was before last week's episode, I'll find it. I can resend it to you. Don't worry. Right, resend it to don't me, you, please. Don't I gotta watch it. You gotta fast forward. To, I, I, you gotta fast forward to the uh, the end of the match, so that's the problem. That's okay. Or the end of the show. This is us. This is airtime. We're spending. <laughs> Who cares? Videos on YouTube. Who gives a shit? Deal with it. There it goes. It's flying through the space-time continuum. It will arrive. All right, let's go through the uh, any final thoughts on people trying to kill themselves. Chris is going to watch a video of uh, Red Velvet trying to we're kill for, We're for it. Okay, yeah. Die on air. We love to see it. We hate XPW, but we love the rest. All right, so they announced the TBS Women's Championship Tournament, which they announced when we were at the show two weeks ago. But uh, we got a bracket. We didn't go over it, so let's go through this real quick. So we got Anna J versus Jamie Hayter in the first round. Mind you, we get uh, we got first round buys. The Bunny versus Red Velvet. Who dies in that match? Probably not the Bunny. Serena D versus Hikarashita, and we got Penelope Ford faced Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho won. Now Ruby Soho goes through and she faces Chris Statlander, and then there's a couple other quarterfinalists. We got Thunder Rosa, Jade Cargill, and Nyla Rose. Missing from this, um, there's a couple of people. I guess uh, Emmy Sakura is not in it, although I think she's building a uh, tag. Also, uh, Ryo Mizunami is back, and she's sporting the Cedar Linning belt. Any excitement for this, Brandon? Yeah, I am excited for it. There's some cool matchups uh, coming down the line here. Ruby Soho, Chris Statlander is interesting. First round, you get the rematch of what we went to see with Dee versus Shida. Uh, not sure where that's going to go. I'll take, for those who we know Soho's winning, I think I'll probably take Sheeta in the rematch. We get Sheeta and Nyla Rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think you, uh, the Bunny and Red Velvet are competing to fight Jade Cargill. I don't think in good conscience you could put Red Velvet and Jade Cargill on c- cable TV together. So it's You don't think so? I think that that makes more sense than the Bunny. Because Jade Cargill is, is kind of a heel, and the Bunny's legit a heel. I'm not talking from that perspective. It's just no. that Jade Cargo looks like she's going to kill people she wrestles, and Red, and Red Velvet looks like she's going to die. Trying to kill herself. <laughs> so maybe I mean, just the last time they wrestled, off. they actually put on a pretty good match, and I was surprised. Everybody was expecting them to die. Hey, it's, it's the year of no mercy. Let's see what we get. See what we get here, Red. Uh, and then Anna Jay, Jamie Hayter. Not in, I don't have strong feelings about either one of them. Thunder Rose ahead. is the baby face that yeah. they would face, so I would imagine Jamie Hayter being the heel would win this match interference probably do we want to go through the whole thing or just stop there for now and talk about this stop there and we'll wait till we get through the only thing we know is that chris dandler and ruby soho and we just talked about it ruby soho beat penelope ford and then um they started beating her ass the bunny came to the ring they started beating her up and then um uh red velvet came out and saved her so there you go that's our tbs tournament I mean, I'm stoked because it's bringing some attention to the women, and I hope they get more than 10 minutes a match. Chris, did you watch uh, Red Velvet Die yet? Yeah, I did. It was absolutely spectacular. <laughs> at first, you don't know what happens, but then you see, yeah. um, like, she lands horribly. I think she's out cold. Yeah, she looked like she's dead. Like, she definitely looked like she was knocked out. Emmy better start working with these girls. So, um... I watch this shit because I'm looking for Emmy Sakura matches. So it's like I catch all these blunders. Like, is she going right. backstage and yelling at these fucking kids? I don't fucking know, man. Go ahead. So uh, I'm wondering. One thing I'm wondering now that I'm watching it: Are they? they all right, let me say this. 
If they don't at some point, AEW, recognize, I think they're wasting a some sort of storyline opportunity if they don't recognize that old bald ref is the ref that always gets blatantly cheated in front of. Mm-hmm. And I really think that they should make a move where just like they start talking about this. The Hills have like eyes. This, yeah, Hills have eyes, ref. Um, other than that, I'm looking at I'm really excited for the TBS tournament just because yeah. you get more women. It, it makes more sense. Um, I don't I think to have I don't think Ruby Soho. I think she's a main event. She's a championship caliber wrestler. Right. Right. So I don't think she wins this. OK, let's talk about that then. Yeah, Brandon. OK, you, yeah, you I, didn't think, I was watching the video. Let's go. Who do you see yeah. coming out of this? So. Okay, let's let's plug it in for ourselves. All right, so we got Ruby Soho versus Chris Statlander. We know that match is happening. Chris, who you got coming out of that one? So I'm gonna go because my initial thought of who's gonna win this thing and it's gonna give up when I'm talk when I when I say this. My I honestly think that we're gonna get it's gonna be Chris Statlander. You think Chris Statlander wins this? You just faced what's her name in, for the title? We just faced um, Baker. Baker. She's the last person that Baker defended the title against. Okay, all right. Let me think. Um, right? Or Ruby Soho was less. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So no, before Chris Ruby Soho, there was Chris Taylor. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, no, you know what? Yeah, let's say let's say Ruby Soho would win that match. Brandon? Yeah, Ruby Soho, I think, is definitely going to be Chris Statlander. Just because of what we just said, they just you know went to the top with Statlander. I think it would be weird to immediately knock Ruby Soho that far down whatever their perceived women women's rankings are if you want to do that kind of uh wrestling math i think statlander wins i think that uh either penelope former or the bunny or both interfere in this i think that's uh that's going to be a match at some point where they're going to fight it out for a while i don't okay. think so has to fight for the title or even be in the semifinals you can get her out of it by not having her take a clean pin right and uh next we get serena deeb and hikaru shida the winner faces nyla rose you said Hikaru Shida, Brandon? Yeah, I don't think they're going to have Serena Deeb lose to her twice. And I think we'll do it. Yeah, Shida versus Nyla Rose is where they'll go there. I'm trying to watch, look for this suicide uh, on YouTube here, too. So sorry. That's all right. Chris? Who else is involved in this tournament now? So Thunder Rosa gets the pass. Thunder Rosa, Jade Cargill, and Nyla Rose all have. And Chris and Lander are all all get uh, buys. Okay. So, yeah, I think I think we're gonna see. Nyla Rose is kind of a tweener. She's a heel, but yeah. not really. Yeah, but I think we're gonna see. I think we're gonna see um, Hikarshi to win this match. Okay. She gets her comeuppance against Serena Deeb. And her fiftieth win. Uh... Her fiftieth win. Oh. And the trophy's been broken. They'll have to make another one. Okay, so that gives us Nyla Rose versus Kawashi. The next up, we got the Bunny versus Red Velvet, and the winner faces Jade Cargill. Go ahead, Chris. Um, yeah, honestly, I think they're gonna. Yeah, it's that's that's Red Velvet. I that think we're gonna get too. the. I think we're gonna get this train wreck. Also, it it frees up the. You know, Penelope Ford's already out. The Bunny will be out. Then Penelope Ford and the Bunny don't lose anything by attacking. Ruby right. Soho, there's no repercussions. It makes sense in a real world. I already got fired from this job. I don't care if I steal. Yeah. So then you get Jay Carcoll versus Red Velvet. I think Brandon said the same thing. 
No, I, I'm going the bunny just for pure insurance purposes here. Okay. And then last we have Anna Jay versus Jamie Hader. The winner faces Thunder Rosa. I say Jamie Hader because babyface versus um, heel. Go ahead, Chris. I, I, I concur with that 100%. Brandon? You just watched it? Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, holy shit, man. That's about the worst angle you could possibly land on. She's like knees to her ears. Yeah. <laughs> bang, bang, it's backwards. fucking unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah, like almost in a complete circle, <laughs> but just landing directly onto her chin. Yeah. Mm. All right, so that leaves us with uh, Thunder Rosa versus, did you say Jamie Hader, Brandon? Yeah. Right. So Thunder Rosa versus Jamie Hader. I think Thunder Rosa goes through, right? Yeah. Rosa. Yeah. Jade Cargill versus Red uh, Velvet Cake. Jade Cargill goes through. Jade, Jade Cargill. Right? Yeah, Cargill, but I'm saying over Bunny, just to, to be clear. Yeah, whatever. Jade Cargill wins in the long run. Then we get that gives us Thunder Rosa versus Jade Cargill. Now, this is a fucking big one because Thunder Rosa is going to have her working boots on to make Jade Cargill look good. The winner of that match makes it to the final. Who you got? Yeah, Brandon. This, I don't know. I'm going back and forth in my head as I'm talking. Yeah. Let's leave it then. We can leave it for next week because we're not there yet anyway. And then I, we got I'll, I'll just pick. I think Jade Cargill is going to win. I, okay. I think they're going to take her through this thing. I also don't think Thunder Rosa loses anything by losing. It's Jade Cargill. She's undefeated. She's a beast. She can. Jade Cargill could sell a lot of this match. Thunder Rosa can make her look really good, and then she could pull out her finisher and win it. Flash, flash win. Right. Make anybody look bad. Chris? Yeah, I, I'm going to go with that, too. Uh, okay. I think it's going to be Jade Cargill. I and think it's Jade, working towards something. We got Jade Cargill. Well, I think the winner of this faces for the title. So we got yeah. Jade Cargill in the final. Oh, no, this is the TBS champ. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then we have uh, Sheeta versus Nyla Rose. Who you got, Brandon? Nyla Rose. I think okay, it's going to take this one. Yeah, I think the same thing. I think no, this is what we're working to. So we got Nyla Rose in the final, or in the semifinal. And then we got uh, Statlander and Ruby Soho. I have, uh, who the fuck do I have? Statlander, Interference. Chris? Yeah, I, I mean, Stat, oh, Statlander versus Ruby Soho. I thought we already discussed that. Yeah, we did, but so, I, yeah, I want to get so. finalized here. Yeah, I honestly think, I think that's what I was thinking beforehand. You guys... Because I'm very weak-minded. You guys shamed me. I thought you were shaming me into changing my mind. But that's what I think is going to happen. I think she's going to get – she's going to lose due to interference. Who's she? Ruby Soho. Yeah, Ruby that's Soho. What I, that's what I said. Yeah, but I changed my mind. I'm going oh. back on what I said. <laughs> I initially thought that, and then I was like, oh, wait, the way that they're looking at me sounds like I'm dumb. No, I'm going to no, go back. That. I'm going to go back and say the other person. But I really, really meant I, – I think I think Ruby Soho is getting knocked out of this tournament because of – uh, Penelope Ford, and um, they've already set it, and the bunny. They've already set this up. Yeah, and Brandon used to the same thing, right? Statlander. So we got Statlander versus Nyla Rose. Who's the winner? So here I'm going Nyla Rose. I think they're going to do uh, you think we're the gonna... Hoss battle with Rose and Cargill. Cargill trumps the whole thing, not to speed through it. but Chris Statlander is also a Hoss. She's portrayed as one, too, just to put it out there. But I agree with you. Cardigal versus Nyla Rose in the final. Chris? Well, that's what I was that's what I was getting towards too because they've been needling one another for months. Right. And so uh, it looks like this is going to come to a head, but I think it's going to be. Um. I I don't know. I mean, I don't know who would win that match, but I, I think just that's don't think that Cardigal Cardigal loses yet. 
I think she loses when she loses her championship, whatever that is. Yeah, I just, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I just like me visualizing Jade Cargill with a with a championship belt, in my opinion, just looks like overkill. I think a secondary title, I don't think it's a big deal. I don't know. I just don't like her walking around with a belt on her. Hmm. Do they wear them or do they just carry them? Is it like whatever they carry them? What? Whatever they do, I just don't like her with it. I think she looks, she that's the last she that's the last thing she needs is as a gimmick, right? It's something to carry to the ring. She looks fucking phenomenal. I mean, just to just to go against that to counter that, it's just like in professional wrestling minds, I guess it's to solidify her as a credible person and not just a character. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, she wore a title. She's going to have multiple titles, and here's her first. I get it. But the other problem with that is, is who does that, she lose to though? That's my argument. She loses to Nyla Rose. How cheating? Nyla Rose is her, her size. Right. You know what I mean? Nyla Rose is her size. Nyla Rose has a shitty manager that cheats. You she know screams. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, she screams in she people's screams. faces. And it's, I mean, I get, you know, I don't know. I just, to me showcasing i mean like don't you want to put that championship on somebody who can work with everybody right thunder rosa would be the one thunder rosa or ruby soho and thunder rosa more than anybody there's three of them in that in the in the tournament but you you know obviously the the three uh, the three ones that when i look at it and say okay this is the person that's going to wrestle every week on tbs with this belt because it's pretty much what's going to happen right they're going to if they make it like the TNT. Uh, TNT title. So every week they're going to wrestle. You're going to have to have it be Serena Deeb, Hikaru Shida, Ruby Riot, or Thunder Rosa. They're the only four in that entire thing are viable for every week. So you Nyla- you actually imagine Jade Cargill losing in this tournament? Yes, I do. Okay, Brandon, your thoughts? I think they're they've invested enough TV time into Jade Cargill with the squash matches that it's like okay it's time to either move on from this or take her to the level where she starts working real matches. I think that that's why they put her in this spot. You know her first real one where you're gonna like see what she has is gonna be against Thunder Rosa. Maybe they even audible it depending on how she looks, but I think they're they're gonna that's why she's here. Is like okay yeah we've done 25 five minute matches. You've looked good in some big spots. She was pretty entertaining in that like Shaq match. If you go mm-hmm. all the way back to the beginning of the year, like she's she's not a total disaster out there by any means. I, th- I think that's why they're doing this tournament is to like see what she can do under these bigger stages. It, maybe if it doesn't look great, they'll switch. You could always go Nyla Rose, no big deal. I just I, I see this tournament as the thing that's going to like push her to superstardom within this company. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, look. That's why we do these pickums is because it's we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. So go ahead, Chris. I, I honestly think that if you took this woman and you look, I don't know shit, so whatever. But if you took this woman and you put that title, you had her blow through that entire, you know, she wins over that entire field. Now she has a championship and she's supposed to look like the best, the best, the best in her position on that show and wrestle every week. You're going to expose her and make her look like shit. On national so. on television every week, she does not look good. Yeah, she but moves, she's, she's going against Thunder Rosa. To... She's going against Nyla Rose. She's going right, to, like she can't wrestle them every week. No, but you have her against other workers because then you have Hikaru Shida, you have Serena Deeb that can challenge her, you have other people that'll make her look good. She's not going to be terrible forever. The woman's an athlete, so it's going to take. I get a it. Time. 
but you know, I, I understand what you're saying, but I, and no, yeah. I don't see her as an athlete. Is she an athlete? Yeah. Why not? Well, I mean, do, did she play sports? That doesn't mean shit. I well, I mean, because her, her footwork, was she athletic. looks. She looks like yeah, but you could play sports, is what I'm saying. Yes, you were athletic, but her footwork looks like a fucking robot. She looks like <laughs> a Frankenstein in a ring. She doesn't move well. She will get I guess better. So. I, I guess I'm saying is I agree with every single thing you're saying, Chris. But this also feels like exactly what this company would do. Right, exactly. It fits within the mold. That's my whole argument. It's just this <laughs> seems built to for Jade Cargo. They've done nothing to surprise us except for bring people in. AEW. They've kind of built to the expectation of what we have. To to your point, both of your point, you are 100% correct that I this is that you, that you say it when you say it like oh yeah you're 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 right in what you're saying you're making some points in what you're saying but that doesn't mean AEW ain't gonna do it right exactly and 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 there I agree with you 100% okay good we're all in agreement the car sheet is winning. all right let's the move car on. sheet is winning. red, <laughs> red velvet on. to the top we all right uh how about a pack versus El Idolo? Plus Malachi Black. That was oh, yeah, I'll go first night. here. Yeah, this buddy. is fucking awesome. This is like right up my alley. What you I'm guys talk. For. I got to walk away for a second. Yeah, that's fine. This is right up my alley. What I'm looking for from these, you know, Rampage main events. I thought that they actually topped the first time that they matched. And uh, Pack ended up winning this one. So now they're 1-1. They can totally go back for a third. Uh, some pretty nasty work like around the ropes and stuff. Uh, in this one, br- some brutal spots moved the whole time. You, they gave them like a full 20 minutes. Uh, but I think you know, they kind of fucked up here because they didn't let this moment breathe at all when this ended. And they used it to pull Cody Rhodes's storyline to a place where it didn't need to go at all. He's already lost to Malachi Black. You, you could see how much he needs a lift i thought when you watch this because they pulled out every fucking trick in the book with malachi black coming down and then arn anderson comes down with a gun they they stole the thunder from them a genuinely exciting event just for cody rhodes to like be in the ring at the at the end of this to build to the next thing so yeah i uh this match was awesome i was really happy i really enjoyed this match everything about it was fantastic and then they, like you just said, I mean, then they used this amazing match as a vehicle to tow Cody Rhodes. And it made right. no sense. It, it, I mean, look, they did what they did. I don't care. It doesn't make any. I. It made sense with what they were doing. I got what they did, but I just didn't feel like it was like, wow, we just went through all this and we had this great match. And then here he comes, Homelander. Homelander's coming. And then on top of that, um. You know, you're a boxing fan, right? Yep. Why were there three Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder fights? Bullshit. Yeah. Like, well, well, wait. Well, when you think about it, though, when you think about it, there's a reason why there were three is because they fought to a draw. Then Tyson Fury won. There's a reason for a third fight. Not Tyson Fury won. Tyson Fury won again, and the second time in decisive facts fashion. Let's do it three times, right? You have to have that like, all right, wait, one of them was a draw. Let's see if we can get a third. It almost makes sense, or it does make sense. But this one is like, why is this man fighting the same dude three times? It's always that same situation where it's like, you know, when the when the champions challenge, 
when the champions go down the ladder to fight the guy that's bad mouthing them in wrestling, it happens all the time, right? I'm at the top of the ladder. I'm going to go down a few rungs and fight this bum on a Monday or a Wednesday because he's been running his mouth about me. No, 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 no. You got to come to me. Once I beat you twice, no more. We're done. You got to fight your way all the way back up the ranks to get back to me, right? So, I mean, I don't know. Did they allude to the fact that Andrade was forking out the dough to get uh, Malachi Black? We don't know. I know he was saying he knew people and all this other stuff, but I liked it. I did like it, and I really liked the match. But, you know, it's almost like, oh, Cody. Cody is the bullet in Arn's Glock. (laughs) I did. Yo, I did. I was watching it, and he came down, and he pulled his finger, did the finger gun, and I was like, oh, yeah, he did the Glock. It was brilliant. I loved it. But it was, it was, did this match was fucking excellent. Yeah, it was great. Two of my favorites, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You nailed it, and I don't even really want to hammer it home, but it all happened so fast that you were just like, what the what the fuck did they just do there? Everyone's so happy about what they just watched, and then in, within 40 seconds, you're like, oh, it's about Cody Rhodes now. Like, and then it cut to black. Like, what the fuck? All right, let's talk about them. We'll just talk about uh, on Dynamite, we get uh, Cody versus Malachi Black, right? Yes. Okay. It's a blood feud. These guys have been wanting to kill each other. Well, at least Cody's trying to get his revenge. They ring the bell. Really aggressive collar and elbow tie-up. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was so stupid. <laughs> nothing says kill someone like a lock-up. <laughs> it was so dumb. A tech, nothing says I want to kill you like tech, like like technique. Yeah. Patience, technique, setting up things, you know. The single leg, go mm-hmm. for a single leg here. No, no. Did you guys talk about this while I was taking a shit in the trash can? No, the no, no, oh. no. We, we have it. All right, so uh, we get a lot of Cody Sucks chants. So this is, uh, and we've been, I've been seeing commercials. I haven't watched, have, have you watched any of the roads to the top, Chris Brandon? No, no, right. No, no, no. we right. actually, so we actually had a plan and we, I had a secret plan and I kind of blew it and I really feel bad about it. You're going to secret. I'll tell you what, no, my wife was going to watch it and write a report on it and give it to me. And I was going to read. Oh, that'd be amazing. But uh, the only one, there is one good thing about that show. I did realize this. I think it's only a half hour long. That's not, that's still, that's 29 minutes too long. (laughs) I like the commercial synopsis. That's what you need. Yeah, the one commercial is like, I'm supposed to be a baby face, and they're openly booing me. What am I doing wrong? It's so stupid. I love it. It did. Well, what? There was an ad where he did they should for one of the episodes they did the weigh in. Okay. And, with yeah, a go go? With a go go. Yeah, with a go go. And I in the ad they show the weigh in and then they show them all backstage in big show. You know, he, he must I think he just got he looked a little winded, so I think he may have just gotten done recording his song. But he was uh <laughs> he was looking at him like death stare at him and Cody Rhodes is back there like, guys guys, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry about that. Oh, my God. Like, like, like he totally, like, you know, it, because we all remember the reaction it got. Yeah. It's fucking shitsville. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, I like the end of this match, though. It was overbooked as shit and all dudes running into the ring. It was fucking chaos. I like it. 
I'm a big fan of the overbooked uh, weekly show at the end. It reminds me of peak WWE, like, Attitude Era, Insanity, yeah. Stone Cold. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah, Stone Cold stunning everybody, and the show cuts off. It reminds me, you know me, I always like to go back to the UWF. It reminds me of that. Yeah. Just complete and madness. We're, we're and out of time. Cut, we're out of time, ladies and gentlemen. Meanwhile, they would just keep going and record, start recording the next show. Right. Brandon, thoughts? Well, I'm glad that you guys enjoyed it. I, I got to say, I will always remember this match for one reason, because for the first time in my life, I was able to fall asleep sitting up in an airplane, which I have never <laughs> done in my life. And, oh. and about five minutes into this, I finally went out sitting straight up and fast forward the flight by about 90 minutes. So I will give Cody Rhodes that. But I didn't bother going back and watching. This, these two shows in particular had absolutely – like there's barely anything worth watching on these two shows this weekend. Like we had th- what three hours of professional wrestling, and I only remember very little. And two of the things I remember have Cody involved. It has nothing to do with Cody's performance, but it was kind of a re- like circled around his performance. Also, I gotta add. Okay, guys, I'm over AW now. In the last two weeks, has had no in the last month has had f- four fans getting pulled over the barricade <laughs> we, yeah but wait can we talk about the guy's hair oh the blonde guy yeah i forgot go ahead, about that go ahead, go ahead. no i mean who was it murder hawk ripped the guy over yes <laughs> he ripped the guy over the fucking court down <laughs> he had this blonde blonde mullet so good <laughs> i'm so over this shit so am i it's so obvious what Crowd did, dudes. Hold on. What did Jericho say about the two? Who are these two nerds or something? Oh, I forget. I'll tell you right now because you sent it to us in a text. I got it right here. Hold on. It was on a. It was on a rampage. Yeah. It was. It was. <laughs> who were those losers? <laughs> who were those losers? And, and they ended up two getting two dudes, and they ripped their mask off, and they're like. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were. Like... Oh, that's right. They were. They were dressed up like the. Um, the Tortugas or whatever the hell the uh, the, the uh, FTR were dressed as against against Lucha Bros. The Tortugas. The Tortugas. There were two dudes at ringside just like standing like statues. And they pulled – Penta comes down to ringside, rips their mask off. They have the most surprised but lacking emotion face. Shit was fucking terrible. It was so this good. Is, like Scooby-Doo. Yes, like zoinks. <laughs> yeah, this happened twice this weekend. And then if we include Fat um, fat, or- fat, fat Orange, orange Cassidy, Grapefruit orange Cassidy, Fancy? Grapefruit Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's just it's every fucking week they're beating up fake fans. This is really stupid. This is really stupid. Brandon, thoughts? There was a, a point during this that they've done it so much. I don't know if you guys caught this guy. It was like this big, looming 65-year-old oaf that was standing right next to the ring in a neon shirt, just like hunched over, not not enjoying himself. I kept looking at him being like, I hope he's a part of the show somehow. I hope that they yank this guy in here. <laughs> Every once in a while, you, you do see like a real freak pretty close, and you're like, where did this guy come from? Who pulled this troll from underneath his bridge? I, um, speaking of fat guys in the ring, all right, also multiple times, I didn't want to bring him up because he hasn't been great the last couple of weeks, but MJF 
isn't getting the proper heat that he wants from the crowd. So he just says, shut up, fat guy, number 35 in the crowd. He just starts yelling at some random person and pretending they're a fat person or something. I don't, this is, MJF is terrible, man. I'm not a fan anymore. I was a fan for like two weeks. Now I'm not a fan anymore. Brandon, I know you don't like him. Go ahead. They're completely in denial about how good he is. It's, it's shocking at this point. They went to the, all the way to the point where they let him beat up Sting, and he's he's like holding up Sting with his paint all ripped up, which you can't do anything more with your roster to get heat on someone than have them like mangle 60-year-old Sting, and you're still just like, get this guy off the screen. Yeah. Chris, thoughts? So you're looking at a guy, he cuts the same promo every week. Mm-hmm. Multiple weeks, out. he's called someone yeah. fat in the ring. This, yeah. this isn't the 80s. You aren't Rick Rude. Right. fucking stupid um he has uh he has he does this thing where he's like he says the worst possible thing you can say to somebody right like he makes a comment about you know you're you, you come out to the ring with what's left over your stash from the 80s it's raining on everybody's head he says he's gonna put him in a wheelchair like his buddy lex luger you know what I mean? He's the world's worst. Well, he, he, I did like the fact they brought, I mean, I really didn't because I don't like when they bring up, like, you know, they try to bank or they try to piggyback on, like, fucking WWE or WCW. But he did talk about the fact that he basically disappeared while his friends were getting beat up by the NWO. He made, he alluded to that. But one thing he doesn't do, and that's fucking wrestle ever. He comes to the ring once or in a win. while. He doesn't win. Or either. win. That's the problem. He comes to the ring. He fucking he does this. I don't look. I don't care. There is a bit of him where if he he has a way about him where if he cut an original promo, wasn't the same thing every week. He would be great because he is fucking hateable. Right. But are you finding yourself hating him because he of what he's uh, of how he's saying it or just what he's he's just repeating himself? Is it what he's saying or how he's saying it? No, it's it's, what he's saying. It's just annoying at this point. No, it's the same shit every week. What's detestable about him is that he's the kid with the pony. He's the kid that had the biggest bar mitzvah. That's why you hate him. Right. It has nothing to do with what he's saying. If he can harness what he's saying. And make it believable, which it isn't. Now it's just, it's the same shit, different town. It's cheap. It's what they call cheap heat. That's what it is. It's cheap fucking Mm -hmm. heat. Hey, this town sucks like it's baseball team. Hey, you're fat. All right, man. That was funny the first time. Now we're up to, you know, we're in, we're in town number 18 now. Yeah, Brandon. Yeah, I think Chris nailed it. And that's probably what I've been trying to think of for a long time here is that he's the guy that he gets in an argument and immediately says the worst thing that he can think of, which gives him no uh, ability to turn the volume up or down or like a real rich guy or successful person doesn't have to do that much to come off as better than you. And and then when they ramp it up, you, you you're like, Oh shit, this, this means something. He's always on 10 and it comes off as just like an angry shithead and gets old really, really fast. Because there's no depth to it. It's that's what it is. It's the guy that just what's the worst thing I can think of to say. That's it every single time. Who was the football player that called the security guard the N word for the Eagles? You muted yourself. What's his name? 
idea. Riley Cooper. Riley Cooper. He's the oh, Riley yeah. Cooper of this. I'm going to think of the worst thing to say to somebody because I'm upset and I got a lot of money. Riley Cooper. Jeez. Oh, yeah, it's like, well, guess what? You got to get in a fight next week, too. Maybe you shouldn't have pulled it, all the tricks out, out of trips. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes. All the fucking tricks out of your bag every single week because now you just sound redundant. Do you, so I, basically, gonna... I said that I'm going on a record and saying MJF's a racist. Chris, go ahead. Um, I'm going to make a comparison here. And if you remember, do you remember? Uh, obviously, you remember Goodwill Hunting. No, I have no right? idea what that is. What is that? Yeah, you've seen it. So uh, when they're in the bar and he says, well, I'll be the guy says I'll, the guy from Oz, Cyril from Oz says, well, I'll be driving. You'll be serving my kids hamburgers while we're driving to my 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 lake house or my ski trip, my family, blah, blah, blah. And Matt Damon shuts him down by going. Yeah, but at least I won't be on original. It doesn't take that much, <laughs> right? Like, it doesn't really take that much. Like, when people yell at me at work and they call me names when I am when when I told them to get out, and my response is, oh, okay. <laughs> it really doesn't take much. It gives so, you the inverse reaction when someone spazzes like that, where you're just like, right, that guy's kind of off. This guy's a fucking weirdo. And Yeah, and what do you do if you really want to get somebody that is behaving like that? What do you do to really get him? You just keep pushing him in that direction. Right. Right? So if there's really somebody. Like, remember, you just keep going, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Give them a little right, bit more right, rope and they'll hang themselves. Right. And then they hang themselves, exactly. Yes. Also, he'd be more believable as a heel if he won anything. Instead, he's just a. A jerk, and does anyone pay attention to just crazy jerks? No one does in this realm of professional wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a, I'm a dick, but I've never won. You're just like, all right, whatever, buddy. Go to the back of the line where you belong. I yeah, no, I would go as far as to say I can't think of anything in any of the shows that we watch that makes less sense than – how MJF is talked about and treated versus what I'm seeing every time he comes on the screen. Right. Agreed. They, they talk about him like he's the, the greatest heel in, in, in wrestling right now. And he's completely unbelievable. And a lot of the people that talk about him like he's the greatest heel in wrestling are guys that came up in that era. Like that, go to every town and just piss off to fans and, and, ah, oh, it's great. Oh, yeah, he's great. I don't know. Great. Who, who well, Bischoff, right? Bischoff talks right, yeah, about him like he's fucking great. And, yeah, what's no, his name no, talks no, about him like <laughs> What's his name? Uh, uh, Jericho talks about him like he's great. You know, a lot of these. Well, he works with him, Jericho. Of course he's going to talk about him like that. Just don't say anything. Right. Don't lie. You can't lie. So anyway, what was it? Yeah. So and and this is also a guy who's never like his his whole thing is I'm better than you and you know it. He's done nothing. You don't hold the title. Any ever. You don't even have any. You've never wrestled for the title. I don't even know if he's held a title in whatever pissant fucking He's an ML. I think he's an MLW. Did he have a title there? No. Right. No. Like, what the fuck is this? I'm supposed to believe this guy's the best up and coming wrestler? This is fucking bullshit. I'll take Jungle Boy any day of the week, man. Please. I'm sorry. He's real good looking too. All right, let's move on. How about Miro? Brandon, this is directly to you. Miro has been forsaken by God, and now he is God's forsaken champion. Brandon, go ahead. This is fucking great. Oh, my God. He's so good. He's, like, questioning his religion as God above didn't respect him now as God on earth isn't here for him. He just wants Lana back. 
it's fucking fantastic. This fantastic. is so good. It's like 60 seconds of the show, and you immediately you pop your head up, and you're like, I have to watch this. He continues to crush. He's like a crazy person that makes sense. It's fucking amazing. I love it. <laughs> it's fucking insane, man. Yes. You're like, I've never seen any of the... How often do you watch these shows and you're like, I've never seen anything like this. Right. He's going to snap a thousand, or he's like, give me a, a thousand matches, I'll snap a thousand mechs, necks, and it cuts to him, like, reeling someone back, like he's getting <laughs> in slow motion. We didn't talk about it last week, his promo, where he was talking about when he started to mention that he was God's forsaken champion, and he talked about, you gave me a body of a god, but you gave me the neck of yeah. a, like, peasant or something like neck that. Of, he gave him a body of steel and a neck of sand. Yes! Something like that. Amazing. Yeah, it's definitely a neck of sand. Go ahead, Chris. I think I may, have been wa- I may have been watching in bed, and I had done the, like, I did the, like, like this, like, <laughs> slid up, started Peek watching. out of the covers. Go ahead. Yeah, he, said he, he said he was going to uh, hold his wife with blood on his hands and horror in his eyes was, the, I think, the line he said. Like, <laughs> That's so good. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, yeah, so um, MJF, that's how you cut a promo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Also, Fine, he's, he's had a title, too, so he makes it more believable because he's yeah. had something. Do you want to know? I, I looked up the uh, MJF's titles. You want to hear them? All right, let's hear them. Okay. He was the AAW Heritage Champion. Well, that, that's Jersey, right? AAW? Uh, I don't know. Go ahead. Uh, he Heritage? has. What does that mean? Yes. Like, oh, uh, no, no. It's uh, like Bur- Savings Berwin, of the Illinois. Yeah. Oh, Illinois. Okay. Berwin, Illinois. He was the, he's the All Elite Wrestling Diamond Diamond Dynamite Diamond Ring winner. Yeah, we know that. It's two, his... two times. Oh, two times. He won his own ring twice. Okay. Mm-hmm. He is the out. He is the A1 Outer Limits Champion. I don't know what that is. What, A1 Wrestling? I think you compete for that. A1 uh, Wrestling. Alpha 1. Breakerstown Farmers Alpha. Market. <laughs> Alpha 1 is an independent professional wrestling promotion based in Hamilton, Ontario. Oh, Canada. Okay. He's won both the CZW Wired Championship and well, the CZW World Heavyweight Championship. Okay, CZW. Yeah. He's won the Dramatic Dream Team Ironman Heavy Metalweight Championship. Is that when he pinned a book? I have no idea. I think he might have pinned a book. I have no idea. Inspire Pro Wrestling Pure Prestige Championship, the Limitless Wrestling World Championship, and he's been the MLW. Oh, I got a couple. I got a good one at the end here. He's got an MLW World Middleweight Championship and the MLW World Tag Team Championship with Richard Holiday. Who and is last, Richard Holiday? No idea. Let's look him up. <laughs> Some, all right, put it this way. Not Doc Some, Holiday, but no. Dick Holiday. Somebody that doesn't have a picture on their Wikipedia page. Okay. Can keep so, it up. And the MCW Rage Television Championship. Anger? Rage? Rage, yeah. And Maryland Championship Wrestling. Tel- he was the television championship of Maryland oh, Championship. For a non-televised TV show. MCW <laughs> needed two belts. <laughs> So that's the highest he's reached in CZW, right? Yeah. Like if we were to think of name recognition. I think A1WA. Alpha 1. Alpha 1. A1 is Alpha 1. What was the one that was in Illinois? I think that's a pretty big one. That's that's uh, AEW? Yeah, the first one was. Heritage? Uh, <laughs> no, it was uh, AAW. The Heritage? <laughs> Heritage the Savings Heritage? and Loan? Yeah, AAW Heritage Savings and Loan Championship. They gave him a big check. 
There you go. He's the best. He didn't even have a belt. It was just a giant check. He's so great. Mm-hmm. Anything else you guys want to talk about on um, AEW before we move on? No. Brandon? Uh, the tournament, I thought, is kind of pointless. Yeah, I don't uh, like why I have a tournament right. and add these people in just for them to immediately lose. That doesn't do anything for anyone. But Moxley had a great promo, yeah, yeah. I thought, talking about. He's like, I don't even give a shit about this tournament. I have a little daughter when she's – I feel her hand grab my pinkies. Like, that's all my motivation is I'm going to provide for my family. It's like, oh, what a great way to express a motivation in a meaningless – uh, wrestling promotion is mm-hmm. to just talk about things that actually motivate people, not just all of the bullshit that you usually get. So. Yeah, we got um, what's it called? Uh, uh, Brian Danielson versus uh, uh, fuck, Goldust or whatever the fuck his name is. Dustin Rhodes is pretty good. That was pretty good. That match. was excellent. Yeah, I enjoyed that. that. I knew there yeah. was a match. I wanted to say I watched that this morning. I knew there was a match on Dynamite that was actually worth watching. was really good. I said it was going to be really good when they talk, we talked about it last week. Yeah. I mean, Dustin Rhodes is an old man, and he still fucking go. Yeah, but the problem is, is that it was the pre, you know, it's, you know who's winning. That's the yeah, that's, that's it. You're right, 100%. But even still, there were some moments where I was like, oh, like, you know, I, you watch enough wrestle and you start to say, like, figure out, okay, I knew what was going to happen, but I liked the way that they did it. Right. So you got to find your surprise, your twists and turns inside the body of the match as opposed to the ending of the match. Right. Yeah. So we got I'm just overall. Sorry, just I'm just over. It was awesome match. I'm just overall not into the hold on. Wait, this guy has a chance. Yeah. For them to immediately go. No, four times over. It's now down to the four guys. Everyone thought Mm. Orange Cassidy beat Powerhouse Hobbs. We have Powerhouse Hobbs lose his temper. So we're getting a little character development with Powerhouse Hobbs. I was okay with that. Um, Lance Archer, of course, broke his neck against Eddie Kingston. So we get Eddie Kingston versus Dan- uh, Brian Danielson. Pretty good promo. Did you guys catch that? I did not. No. Yeah, Eddie was... Kingston sitting down and Brian Danielson's basically telling him that he's never tried oh, his I entire life. It. And he's just like laying into him. And Eddie Kingston just is like, you know what? I don't have to deal with this shit. I'm out of here. And leaves. It was pretty mm-hmm. well done. It's very. It was very... Uh, Real life. It was very realistic. It was very cool. He's like, don't, oh, you don't work hard enough, and it's too late already. Whatever work you're going to do this week is not going to get you where you need to be to beat me. That was basically, cool. Basically saying, like, he wasted 20 years of his life. Like, what, what do you think? You're going to suddenly be able to train and beat me? Brian Danielson, as knowing that he's the greatest wrestler in, a professional, in professional wrestling, is the best Brian Danielson. That's the American Dragon that we haven't seen in 10 years. That's, where he is confident I, that he can beat anybody on any day, whether he's babyface or heel. This is the best. This is his best version. Chris, go ahead. When they when he plays that role of the babyface with this, he's a babyface because he's good. Mm-hmm. It's the only reason he becomes a baby. He's a babyface in this room. Now he's a babyface because people love him. People love him not because of who he is, but because of what he is. And also, he's just he, fucking good. He's so good that he is never the underdog. Right. As per for the years that he spent in WWE, where he was always the underdog because he was undersized, he's the greatest professional wrestler in the world. People have to beat him. It's, he is the favorite in every match that he goes into. That's the way he portrays himself. That's the way he portrays himself in, in interviews and everything like that. Immediately, Eddie Kingston, after this barely any words spoken by Eddie Kingston, is immediately a giant underdog in this match. So it should be fun. This should be a good one. Brandon, good. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the apex. If you can get a couple guys on your roster at the same time that can play that role where they don't need to be the bad guy or the really good guy. They're just fucking good at wrestling. And mm-hmm. when you watch them wrestle each other, you're like, oh, shit, I actually don't know who's going to win this. Not because someone's telling me it's going to be a good ending or a bad ending. It's just because they're both fucking awesome at their job. Right. I think we predicted that Brian Danielson was going to win this. But Andy Kingston, uh, had, it seems like he has a shot. He might get a little dirty in this match, which I'm excited for. This should be fun. This should be a good one. This tournament. Yeah, and I'm not saying Eddie Kingston's there. I just mean in general where Brian Danielson is getting to with AEW. Get a couple guys like that. You can have some some really awesome shit going on. So sorry. That's all right. We also have John Moxley versus the Dark Orders number ten, which I think John Moxley's going to job this kid. I think we're getting crazy, John Moxley. He just wants to go home to his kid. I'm into it. I like this. He beat the shit out of uh, Wheeler Yuta. I think he's going to beat the shit out of number 10, too. Chris, go ahead. Yeah, I agree with you on that 100%. I think this is I, – I, you know, my – I spent a lot of time not liking John Moxley. And then when the character finally found its way and started to bloom, when he started coming through the crowd, when he started coming out the wild thing where he does what you say, where he grabs the guy, just immediately yanks him into the crowd. That was during that – um the latter match, he immediately grabbed Lance Harder, pulled him into the crowd, started kicking his ass. I love this John Moxley because, I mean, you know, technically he's not all that great, but as a like a like a hardcore wrestler, and I hate to say it, but like he's the barbed wire, he's their guy that would be the barbed wire guy, right? I mean, but he does all that stuff leading up to that going over the edge, but he's still able to perform in the ring, and it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, he's a really good worker. He reminds me a lot. I mean, right. I'm, I'm not comparing his his outside the ring or whatever, but in the world of hardcore wrestling, if you look at FMW, he reminds me of a lot of like a Mike Awesome, like the gladiator right. the guy that's a really good wrestler, but does fucking hardcore shit without all the jumping and flipping and shit like that. But he just reminds me of that. Like that guy is a very good wrestler that is in a world of where he's the hard ass that runs into the ring and does all that bullshit. Yeah. We, the best way I can do this is like, you know, you have guys that um, I, I, to go into the realm of like real uh, uh, martial arts, real fighting. You have guys that are very technical, sound, technically sound. Right. And then you have this guy, the, the, these guys that have this amazing or even they have this good technique, but they have this also this switch where they can just go into super violence mode and use the technique and the violence. And they're always going to fucking win. Right. You know, they're going to they're going to use their technique on you, but they're also going to hit the gas pedal on how aggressive and how violent they are. Tony Ferguson. Yeah. Yes. Who? He's, he's, he's up there. Guy. He's up there with. um. John Georgie, Moxley? Georgie, Georgie Moss. The Animal Moss. Steel? No. All right, Brandon, got thoughts? What were we even talking about? <laughs> oh, John, Mo- John, John Moxley. Yeah, what, I really started to like him a lot. I wanted to mention this during the New Japan thing when he was bringing, like, Yuji Nagata, Kenta, all those guys over. I think that was an awesome fucking thing for him to do, and we'll probably put more people than you imagined put more eyes than you imagine back on that product. That's really good. But yeah, I think 10, 10, not 10 men, but 10 to getting drug up and down the steps on this yeah, I think one. He's beating the shit out of this guy. Also, uh, something I didn't mention during North Japan is, um, if Tanahashi loses the U S title, I think he, that frees him up to go work in AEW too, at least for a couple of shows. That'd be nice. 
That'd be wild. Yeah. All right, let's move on. We watched That's... we watched a movie, a choose your own adventure movie, didn't we? What was it yes. called? Into the Undertaker's bathroom. What the fuck was this called? It's called Way to Waste a Half Hour. <laughs> More than a half an hour, I found. What was it called? Escape the Undertaker. Escape the Undertaker's bathroom, starring the Undertaker, <laughs> the ghost of Paul Bearer. Yes. The voices of Michael Cole and Pat McAfee, who Pat McAfee, who has never called an Undertaker match. Was it McAfee or it was, was McAfee. it Adnan? No, Burke? it was McAfee. Was it? And, I couldn't figure um, out it was. The New Day. Um, go ahead. You're also for, you're for, well, you're forgetting another star. Who else was in it? Uh, the corpse of Isaac Yankum. Oh, yes. Isaac Yankum's yeah, corpse. He, he was, That's yeah, right. he was in, in the basement. Yeah. If you yeah. chose to enter the basement. So, listeners at home, this is available on Netflix. It runs at approximately 30 minutes. It was a little shorter for me because I fucking hated it. Um, you can, uh, it's a choose your own adventure. And at the beginning, you can choose to opt out. And I did. <laughs> and then it brought me back in and I had to watch it anyway. Chris, yeah. had thoughts. You, did you see what happens when you opt out? He said, like, you're not going anywhere. Bro, 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 bro. And then I went back into it. Yeah. So they there cut was... to the they cut to the credits for about ten seconds, and every single job was completed by the Undertaker. So this was this was this I completely missed the that. Undertaker's picture. How yeah. did I miss that? He was filming, editing, syncing up the the uh, Everything. violin music in the back. Yeah. <laughs> I missed that. I would have I, I would have found yeah, that very creative of the Undertaker to, to construct this entire project. Chris, go ahead. I'm, it, yeah, I. Uh... I uh, I was afraid and it ended. You were literally scared. Yeah, I was afraid. I hit. I'm afraid. I hit. I clicked. I'm afraid. Over. I went outside and cleaned up in the yard. Yeah, I wish that's how it worked. It didn't. I was hoping. Go ahead, Chris. Well, you know what? You know what? Brandon. 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 Yeah. Let's let you go first. He liked this. Brandon, go first. Go ahead. Brandon loved it. Yeah, I, I kind of did enjoy it, honestly. I, I will watch these like shitty Halloween. Th- I put I've watched Hubie Halloween on Netflix like ten times just because when I'm exhausted and just want noise on in the background, what is I just put Hubie junkie. Halloween. Hubie Halloween's like a really bad Adam Sandler oh, uh, okay. Halloween movie okay. where he plays like a, this mentally disabled guy. That's oh god, are you serious? He plays someone with a mental mentally challenged. He always is a little like off in a lot of his movies i don't know if you you know what i mean like he just he, no he plays he gets scared oh, yeah oh, man, like the movie starts and he's riding his bicycle um the and he's got a big thermos full of hot he's got a big thermos full of hot soup and someone scares him and he like projectile vomits like Ten gallons of tomato soup out. It's it's ridiculous, but it, I just have it on the background all the time. As this is that genre of just like horrendous horror. Um, so you're just co- watching the whole thing, combing for like how weird can, can this possibly get? Uh, they clearly created it because New Day and the Undertaker are like some of the best characters, I guess you created recently in wwe so what why would they need to interact with each other i guess just because the new day just wants to rob the undertaker's house so they ring his doorbell and get let in and and then they're just like we gotta steal this guy's (laughs) this guy's stuff yeah explain why they were stealing it i forget i got lost 
I closed. I shut. I shut down. I was in a corner of my basement, curled up in a ball. I think they like they came into the room and the Undertaker's urn was locked up. And what was that? Did somebody open a bottle of champagne? There you go. My mic made a little noise. Sorry. Um, let's celebrate breaking into the Undertaker's house. <laughs> they don't. So they show the Undertaker has the urn is his power. They explain that. And then they cut right to the New Day walking up the steps, and the plot is just them going, we got to get this urn. We got to get this damn urn. And like, okay. <laughs> then they ring the doorbell. That's how it starts. I don't just remember any of this. It was that bad in I my just, mind. I, I, I watched was sober. It. Chris, good. I watched it two hours ago, <laughs> and I don't even remember what the fuck happened. I remember Isaac Yankum's corpse. I don't know why they were there. Okay. Let me just get my points across, okay, about this movie. Please, because I really don't have okay. any points. I do. First of all, I would mentioned it in my little intro for this. They show The Undertaker. First of all, anyone watching this on Netflix isn't like, oh, this looks fun. I'll just test this out. I have no idea what WWE is. Let me try this out. No. It's people that watch WWE. So why did they re-record Michael Cole and Pat McAfee's commentary over The Undertaker? This is The Undertaker. He's the phenom. He's living forever. How about an urn? Papa Shango. Why did they do... They re-recorded it, which is very strange. They have years and years of commentary they could put over. They did the same thing with The New Day, too, where they're like, they love positivity. Fucking weird. Chris, thoughts? I was going to say the same thing. Maybe they didn't have enough audio of The Undertaker. <laughs> He's only been around for fucking ever. 96 or whatever. 86. I mean, Jesus Christ, man. This was I wonder just... if... Look, I'm going to I'm gonna say this right now. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I, real quick. I'll, I'll be quick because I really have nothing more. This is obviously not meant for men in their 30s and 40s. So, you know, I mean, but this held... Or 20s. No, I... Or 20s. I could, it held my attention for zero. Zero. I immediately, there was, I died a few times because I was looking at my phone and the fucking choices came up and they timed out. Oh, you die when you get timed out? Well, no, you just get like, yeah, like, like it'll be like, oh, and you get pulled into a room and then that's it. And then, then it gives you, you have to restart it. Oh, so I died at one point. So you get the selection. Okay. So you're in the living room of The Undertaker. <laughs> you get the choice to do one thing. You get three choices. I think one's follow the noise, follow the lights, something else. So Come I on. went with follow the lights, I think, and Big E went into a room. Tell me if you guys did this. Did you follow Big I E? Did. I went upstairs with Kofi Kingston. Okay, Brandon, did you follow Big E? No, I followed the fog into the basement. I was pretty much Big E the whole way. I'm a big Big E guy. <laughs> so uh, big, big E walks in the room. Um, you know, he's like, whoa, this is wow, Holy shit, this is Undertaker's. Oh, I got to get an Undertaker belt. That's cool. Then he sees the throne. He's like, oh, I got to sit there. I need that. I got to fucking need that. He sits down. He gets his soul taken. By these clamps, these clamps clamp down on him and it takes his soul, which is the premise of this entire movie is get Big E's soul back. Then they give you the options to go upstairs or downstairs. 
So that's when you go upstairs. I picked upstairs. All right, let's go check out the upstairs. They're like, oh, this is the Undertaker's library. Oh, let's check this out. There's an alligator up there. we got to climb up and go see this alligator. They're looking through the library. Kofi Kingston open, pulls, a, pulls a book, which I'm surprised wasn't like the Turner Diaries or like, you know, some kind of white supremacist fucking shit since it's the Undertaker's. <laughs> he, <laughs> some Jesus Christ things. I don't know. Dianetics by L. Ron Hubbard. So he pulls it, the door, the the, the, the the bookshelf opens up, and Kofi's like creeping in. They're like, do you want to follow Kofi, or do you want to stay in the room? I followed Kofi. I think that's how I died. Because then the Undertaker's in there. No, yeah. Wait, does, is that a death? You No, it's it, Undertaker. <laughs> it, Undertaker's coming in the room, and it gives you the option to fight, stand up to the Undertaker, or run. I stood up. Stand up to the Undertaker. First of all, I he got, punches I you in. This. Hold on, he punches you in the face, and then he's got a red ass ham sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> doing a sandwich on white bread. Like, hey, how you doing? I got a snack. <laughs> red ass sandwich that Kofi actually looks at, like, huh? And then he punches Kofi in the face. Go ahead, Chris. And then, and then that's his death. And then you have to, then you hit the button to go back. Oh, so and I. And then you die. go back. Yeah, you died. And then you go back, and then you run away from the Undertaker, and you end up in a vent. See, I didn't, I didn't have the option to run a, like after I died, it just took me to the oh. room with, with Biggie and. Yeah, back in, yeah, you, I went back into the elevator. I didn't back out of anything. Library. I didn't hit any buttons to back out. It just put me there. Oh, okay. I don't I'll know. tell you what happened. Go ahead, Brandon. The Undertaker Semantics on this crap. So the Undertaker I'm slops curious on. If we his, had the his... same experience. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, the Undertaker sucked. like slops on his spam sandwich and he like reviews his like home security cameras. Yeah, he's got video he cameras. He's watching everything. He's like sitting there like a creep looking at his security cameras eating. Well, I don't know what it was. It's just like uncooked bacon between white like, bread. It looked like pickled red cabbage sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, mm, the urn says you can get another chance if you'd like to go back. And then uh, that's how they let you go back because uh, he, he was disappointed that the urn revealed to him via security cctv that that kobe yeah, kingston was off he's fucking creeping he's watching people he's like friggin' um the guy from he's anthony perkins from psycho he's peeking through holes and walls exactly fucking creep. yeah do we have to go through the whole movie so we get to the end let's get to the end so they unlock it right? unless you have other points go ahead randy you got points about this I I can't remember if it was before. I think I guess it was after they unlock it. They face off with the Undertaker. They here. do the big fight with the Undertaker in a barn. They wake up inside of coffins and they open the coffins. You guys get the same adventure I did. Yeah, every all roads lead to that scene. I I made sure. Okay. <laughs> so, face your fears, so spiders. You get, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you have to fight. The Undertaker. You don't have to. They fight the Undertaker, but you get to pick who gets to go first. I'm curious who you guys picked. Brandon, who'd you pick? Xavier Woods I picked because I thought he would get the most brutally beaten by the Undertaker. Whoever it is, they all get purple electrocuted. Brandon, or Chris, who did you pick? I I took Xavier Woods too. I took Kofi Kingston. He tries to kick, kick Kofi kick. He tries to kick him and he goes, that's the best you got. Flips him. All right, the most frightening thing in this entire thing, to me, was Undertaker's hair. No! What the fuck is that? It was really bad. So it was, like, short? I I mean, it's got... (laughs) 
It's got to be. Head. It's got to be extensions. So, <laughs> what's his name? Is like the Undertaker is pretty much his entire, from his shoulders up, is a giant thumb at this point. He has no chin, <laughs> and he's got no hair. So he's got this, this like, yes, and he he's rolling his eyeballs back. So he's got this crew cut, but then he's got like tied in. This like long, these long black hairs, but then the back of his neck's all shaved up. So his hair is fucking insane. There were times. Yeah, in... Chris. Go ahead. Sorry. There were times in this when you could tell that, like, when he had his Undertaker hat on, that he doesn't have long hair. No, he doesn't. He's got short ass hair. We've seen him in interviews. He's got fucking real yeah. short hair. He's been yeah. holding on to it for years. Yeah. Also, it's I thought his hat. I thought his hat and his hair were one piece. I thought it was like one of those Rasta hats from the Halloween store. Okay, oh, you mean the one like Cookie it. Monster got Munchie's Cookie Monster hat? Yes, Brandon got exactly. You, but you guys know that he over the years his hairline was receding, and it would just be like the long black would slowly drift farther and farther back yes. towards the top of his head. They could have went full, just glue on. Now that he doesn't have any hair, they could have just glued on a full Undertaker hair, like he was young. Yeah, or they could have done, hair. or they could have done nothing, and that would have been fine too. But they chose to make him look like he did like three years ago, but with a glued-on hairpiece, so you could see his like ten wiry hairs in the front, yep. and then immediately behind that was just like a receding hairline, black, super thick hairpiece that that doesn't touch anywhere around his like ears or <laughs> no, it's the neighbor's you know. neck. It's just only coming from one spot. And it's not like, it's not like, you know, like there's stubble or like, it looks like there's a haircut. No, that motherfucker is bald up to that glued on. Yeah. <laughs> it's glued on his head. I mean, yeah. this, this wasn't a wrestling match. Why didn't they just not have him take his hat off and have the hair connected to the hat? Uh, why didn't he take the hat and the hair off and throw it like a weapon? <laughs> this is a horror movie. But the, like the grabs onto Gantine? your face, like. <laughs> yes, exactly like that. And it eats your face. Yes. Um. Also, his lightning powers are pretty cool. No, they weren't. At Nothing one point, about he was floating. Story, but <laughs> but he was floating. What would have made this cool him. was if at the end, when there's all those fight options, if there was some possible outcome where you could just like actually just smash the undertaker over the head with the sledgehammer oh uh, yeah you couldn't you could smash the urn did you smash the urn i smashed the urn yeah i smashed the urn Everybody yeah smashed the urn. i just i did both there was I also one had an option it was like option c where it was kiss the undertaker i tried to do that <laughs> but they wouldn't let me there was one part where i actually like was like ooh, and it was when he was walking past i think it was when he was walking past paul bear's picture mm-hmm. and you heard like a <laughs> Were you watching the surround sound? No, I was. I was sitting there. I was watching. Actually, yeah, I had my headphones on. I was watching it on my computer. Yeah. But uh, I heard he walked past and I heard. Oh, I don't know what's going on in here. Oh, what's that? That looks like. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was one of these. So they blow up the urn. They escape the Undertaker. Then you get the option to go back and watch the other fears. Did you watch all the fears, Brandon? No, but the first time I tried to watch this, I did fall asleep and woke up like 90 minutes later, and it was still going on. So I was horrified. I was like, "Does this thing just go on for hours if you keep picking?" <laughs> Chris, did you pick all the? What was the when, first fear you picked? 
I picked Big E's. So did I with the spiders. Spiders in the box. Yeah, spiders in the box. Brandon, what did you pick? Kofi Kingston, who's just his fear was just like Vince McMahon and being a bad guy. I think was what he was afraid of. Really? So Vince was in it. Or was just it's like, just ah, it's just like clips of Vince McMahon on the TV telling him that he's a B plus wrestler. Oh Jesus! Yeah, it was a little grim. Well, that's what he thinks about him. So I, I um, you you walk out and then they give you the option face your fears again. So you can watch the other fears. So I selected Kofi Kingston, not Kofi Kingston's, um, Xavier Woods, which I think he's in a box and he's afraid of closed spaces. He's like claustrophobic. And I turned it off. I was like, this is too fucking stupid. I hate that I watched this. Mind you, I watched Dune three times. So uh, if you were to rank this greatest horror film in history or doo-doo poop shit burg sandwich, where you got it? Brandon. I'll give it like I'll give him an eight out of ten on the childhood interactive spooky movie scale. The only thing that would have bumped it up is if they had an option where you could just brutally cave the Undertaker's head in with a sledgehammer, but ninety five percent of the way in. Because I like the idea of like a dad putting us on for a six year old and then thirty minutes later hearing them screaming because Xavier Woods just smashed the Undertaker to, to bits at the end of this. So. I wonder how many little kids actually know who the Undertaker is. I think they do. He might be the. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay. Chris, uh, how would you rank this? I would rank this uh, stinking doo doo Undertaker raw bacon on white bread sandwich. This was I I, I really really I'm owed time. I went into this thinking it would be like really dumb entertainment and it was dumb entertainment. The problem was is that it was really dumb with no entertainment. If I was to rank it, I would say it was Sir Isaac. I always call him Sir Isaac Yankin. Dr. Isaac Yankin's dirty ass toenails sticking out of that fucking body, that body bag. Dank stank. It's for four year olds. It's, this is for small children that can process A or B, and that's it. Okay, so then I would give this a B. Are we going binary on this? Because <laughs> I would give it a zero, not a one. <laughs> would you recommend got, watching I, this? The only thing I would I say could... yes. I'd say watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking terrible. Watch it. There's one thing I have to say about little kids, and that's I hate them all. So I like, I like some. But most, most. <laughs> Brandon, would you recommend to watch this? Yeah, I think everyone should just, just know so that too. this fucking exists. Yes, I think so, too, because it didn't like one thing that it, I had to go out of my way to search it. And I said to my wife, I'm like, how the fuck does Netflix not know that this would be something I would watch? <laughs> this should be like, you know, highest to recommend instead of that terrible fucking show you that apparently is the number one show in America on Netflix. That show fucking sucks. Instead, Undertaker should be at the top of the list. Number one. I don't even hear about it. I watched that show, You. You do? No, absolutely fucking not. (laughs) My wife does. She says it sucks. I have Netflix for one reason. Seinfeld. Steinfeld? I have Netflix for one. I had Netflix for one reason for years. Star Trek. Star Trek. Now I got Seinfeld. Now I got Seinfeld. I don't even watch that on Netflix. I don't even know I have it. There you Dude. go. 
there you go. That's it. Is this something, Jim, that you would just throw on at the bar and just let go on for an hour? Or do you think no, this because I can't. Have, have people have to select. But, but yeah, but if you just don't select anything, it, it will go on. Just keep for dying over all day. Over. Apparently, you just die and it starts over again. It goes. You've gotten another chance by the Undertaker. Come and get my urn. Would you like to select the upstairs, downstairs, or my ass? <laughs> I would like to select. Show me what the fuck is inside of that sandwich. That's the only thing that I left this this movie no curious about. Pickled red cabbage. <laughs> All right, we got anything else to talk about? I don't think so. Let's check this time this time and see if we have. Oh, we got to get out of here. It's been two hours. Ugh. All right, so next week, uh, do we have any pay per views? We don't have pay per views, right? No. No, we don't. New Japan's I... in, New Japan's uh, power struggle. I don't think I'm really all that interested in that, unless you want to watch Okada versus Tamatanga. Uh, Stardom is in um, Tag League, WWE. Nobody gives a shit. Except for Two apparently, weeks except for, okay, except apparently Charlotte is wants to quit and she's mad and everybody's mad at her because Charlotte wants to quit. Did you catch huh. any of that scuttlebutt? I saw I saw that weird belt interaction. Yeah, everybody's mad at her because. Me, me, me. Why is WWE so petty when people want to like are unhappy? Like, what the fuck? Why is this such a weird world that we live in? I, I, uh, as a manager where I work, I have to deal with employees. Uh, my thought process to that is, if you're unhappy, you're not changing the radiator. You can leave. 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 Really you don't like it? Leave. I can't stop you. Oh, oh. I happened to catch uh, Dancing with the Stars, like 1.5 minutes of it. Mm-hmm. And The Miz was dressed up like Pinhead from Hellraiser. Yeah, yeah I saw this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, only, like, I flipped it on. I forget. We were, I guess we watched like Jeopardy or something, and we watched it on time delay so or on B, uh, uh, DVR. So when it ke- turned off, all of a sudden it was like, The Miz as Pinhead. He's like, the Miz yeah, head. yeah, the Miz head. <laughs> he was Aladdin. He was the genie a couple weeks ago too. He was. Yeah. Uh, my question for you now is: When you watch Jeopardy, yes, and they have the guts to air an episode with Alex Trebek on, on it, I find it quite odd. I can't. I don't watch Jeopardy anymore. I'm done. But the Alex Trebek, like every once in a while, though, this is, I'll be in the kitchen doing oh, something. Jeopardy will come on and I'll be a rerun with Alex Trebek. And I'll, you'll hear from the kitchen. We go, isn't that guy dead? Oh, hello. It's a Halloween episode. Oh, I love he's the undertaker. <laughs> Yo, he's the undertaker. Oh God. It wasn't Isaac Yankum. It was Alex Trebek's corpse in the basement. Oh God. Yep. Alex Trebek died. And they didn't have a guy lined up. And they didn't have a guy lined up to fucking replace him. A person lined up to replace him because because they had no idea his death was coming. That was something came out of field. He was sick for like three years. Yeah, he was sick for three years. (laughs) They got Blossom doing the show now. Yeah, I know. I I saw. It's fine. It's whatever. I still watch. We're religious watchers. Did that guy lose? He did lose, and he lost to the guy that's now been on for like fucking twelve days. And I'm going to tell you something. This is getting way off topic, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I have a theory. We're closing out, so it doesn't matter. I'll have a th- I have a theory, 
and you will probably agree with this because you you used to kick my ass with this whole theory mm-hmm. when we used to play Jeopardy on the PlayStation. <laughs> and it's not what you know. It's your timing on that fucking button. Well, that's part of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is what you know. Obviously, you have to know the answers to the stuff. Matt Amodio is the guy. Matt, Matt Amodio and Holzhauer, which yeah. was the last guy. Holzhauer is uh, a fucking prick. Right, but he wouldn't lose. He was the last guy that was on forever. Mm-hmm. If you watch them, they ask the question, everybody else starts doing this, and they just go, bink, and hit it once. Also, Brandon, do you watch Do you watch Jeopardy before I start talking over you? No. Go ahead. So, uh, Matt Amodio, um, he had a real good job of getting everything right. And people would choke that he would – I mean, I don't know how many times, like for all the weeks that he wa- that he was champ, at least one person never made it to Final Jeopardy. Maybe once a week, every every two weeks, which is rare. That's there's not three people in Final Jeopardy. If you so have negative money, if you have negative money, you can't make it to Final Jeopardy. People would get wow. shit wrong early on him, and then they never got a shot to get it back. When the night, the day he lost, he didn't lose to one guy. Both of those people that were on that show fucking slayed like it was a woman and the guy that's the current champion both got nothing wrong and Matt Amodio got like four wrong he was fucked he got to a point where he couldn't catch them and it wasn't a situation where he lost to one person he lost to both of those people you see you see his guys go on for a long time on Jeopardy that people stop coming in to win Jeopardy they come in to beat the guy that's that's they're playing against the guy that's the long champion. It's just a trend that happens over the years. And Matt Amodio, he he got a couple wrong, and he started to get shook when he got a couple wrong. Then he got a couple more wrong. Before you know it, he had like five wrong in double jeopardy. And you get those wrong, that's twelve hundred to fucking pop or two thousand a pop. Suddenly you're down, you know, you were up like fifteen thousand because he was winning big money. He was winning like fucking fifty thousand dollars a show, seventy five thousand dollars a show, which is crazy for jeopardy. You don't win that much. Yeah. Now the guy that beat him, when he does double jeopardy, he bets like two thousand, but he still wins like when 50, he does. 000. He wins 50, when he does. When or he does, when he does um, uh, daily doubles. Daily double. Yeah, yeah that's like, what I mean. eh, I'll do two thousand. So yeah, because when you I noticed with that guy Matamodio when he won, he was winning by twenty thousand twenty thousand dollars. Like, so it wasn't like you he, that goal. It looked at, the goal of him was to beat you by so much, and he didn't have to bet at the end. Right, and he, and he no, he did bet at the end, and often right, but he, doubled his money. But he had so much money. This new right. guy, he don't bet shit ever. He just gets yeah. everything right. right. And what happened with with Matamodio was that he. The guys, no one fell behind on him. They stayed with him, the two people that were contesting against him. They were both equally as good. Just so happened that the guy that is the current champion is now still there. He won the whole game. But the woman, Madam Odio came in last place in that episode. And the woman came in second place. She was right behind the guy that won. Like, those two were just like, no, we got to beat this fucking dude. We're not getting shit wrong. And they didn't get shit wrong. And then, there you go, Madam Odio lost. It was fun. It was a good run. I like Jeopardy. I watch it every fucking week until yeah. Tournament of Champions, and then I stop watching. The college one, I never. The college, watch it's college. It's the college one. Sorry, yeah, the college, the college one. one they... The college championship one. I usually turn it off, and then I find something else to do at seven o'clock, and I don't watch it for six months, and then I'll jump back in for a while. Yeah, the college championship one too. I get my ass kicked because it's all stuff that's based on shit you learn in college. 
Yeah. Well, like, I mean, it's a lot of it. It's, it's like, I think it's a lot more high school current event stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brandon, thoughts? <laughs> I don't watch anything on TV, especially Jeopardy. I don't know. The, those nerds scare me. Once they get that, that nerdy and smart, I think I actually start to just hate all of them. Like, why do you guys know this shit? I got to get over that, maybe. <laughs> or you just do whatever you want and, you yeah, know, right. fuck Live it. your life, brother. Live your life. All right, so uh, Undertaker movie. Thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Hey, whatever. Uh, Crap. And, yeah, I guess we'll see you next week. Let's get out of here. Any final thoughts, anyone? Negative. All right, let's go home. I'm good. Thanks for joining us this week and join us here every week at Wrestling is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard number four wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. For Brandon and Chris, I am Jim, and we will be back here next week.